0: What's up JFW family? Welcome back to the channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back brother Dave, super Dave, Jim and Rich Trimble.
1: Morning everybody.
2: How's it going everybody? Morning.
0: Appreciate you coming on today Rich. My pleasure. Oh, he does talk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Is this not? I know I said it last week, but like snow sucks. Is this like the fourth or fifth Wednesday? Ah, it yeah, snowed. Roy, we're doing the. You know, it's I feel
2: so like funny. It's the tenth. <laughs> yeah. J- I do too,
1: Dave.
0: Jr. said to me, "Wow, Jam, it seems like it snows every podcast." And it- I'm like, "You thought about that?" <laughs> then I'm going to the bathroom downstairs, and Ricky DeLeon, he's like, he's like. Seems like it always snows on podcast day. I'm like, <laughs> telling you. <"Huh." laughs> we
3: need to move podcast days to Fridays then. Right. Yeah. That's the case. I'd rather yeah. work at least four days of work a week yeah. than
1: yeah. You know, two or three. Yeah, the middle of the week thing sucks. That's yeah, just wrecking stuff. Yeah.
0: I don't want to get too far until we pledge our allegiance. Absolutely. Oh, all right. We are right. patriots. Yep. I pledge, I pledge allegiance, allegiance to, to the flag of the United States, States of America and to the republic
1: for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all
0: all right boom right up. as a reminder the opinion you hear today is not the opinion of jfw or Garney Construction, <laughs> it is the opinion of the five men in this room. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why when you first mentioned we needed to do that, I'm like, yeah, but I love doing it. <laughs> it feels good. Like, there's a bit yeah. of relief in it. Like, yeah, hey, like yeah. hey, we could do what we yeah. want up here.
1: Yeah. Right? I feel better already. Yes, thank yeah. you, yeah. Janet White. <laughs> yeah. We told you it wasn't our opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yep. it, well, It's Janet White's opinion. Yeah, did, did, did <laughs> Janet
3: yeah. suggest to put that in? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. 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 You have to. Right? She's the, she's the damn builder. Error on the side of caution.
0: Because
1: <laughs> uh, like we talked, it'll stop us from being sued. Well, no, I don't know about right? That. We made the disclaimer. Nothing will ever stop us <laughs> from
0: being sued. I might sue myself after this. <laughs> so episode 68, 200, 297 downloads. So just shy of 300. We're at 25,550 total downloads. Our followers stayed steady at 162, but pretty cool. We picked up Omen, which is a country near
2: uh,
0: Yemen. Mm. Uh,
3: what then, what, what <clears throat> country?
2: Omen? I think Omen? It's Oman.
3: O-
0: Oman? Mm. It's spelled O-M-E-N, but o- whatever. I said it's that when I had to potato, go to the bathroom.
2: Can that be my dad joke? Yep, I said yeah, that. Going to rush up on my Middle East yeah. geography,
4: and we said, also
0: picked up on uh, we picked Chili up.
2: Wow, yeah.
4: Chili's uh-huh. dog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Aladdin <Yep. laughs> picked him up, put him back in
0: his truck. <laughs> so I try to do a little Google search, like what does it mean when you have a strange company listen to your podcast one time and nothing really came up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, because how do you stumble across it? I mean, you just like. Being in a foreign country, maybe you don't speak English or you do, and it's like Channel 23 it's a catch sticks name. out. Yeah.
0: yeah, they're catching aim. I yeah, it's listen. just... What, what's on that channel?
1: Yeah, right? You know? What are they, they, they talking about? The
2: people working overseas looking for a slice of home, and then yeah. they say,
1: oh, Channel 23. That's yeah. from America. Let me or, check a CB, or a CB knows something about trucks. Yeah. 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 So you if you're again? from
0: Omen or Chile, and you want to tell us how you stumbled across a podcast, just email... Dave at (laughs) (laughs) jfwtrucking.com. Nice.
3: I'll take it. Can't wait to hear from you.
1: Well, Rich, what's your email?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's email? (laughs) (laughs) We'll just text message
5: him. It's fine.
0: So it's time for the Dad Joke Challenge. Rich, we always make the newcomer
5: go first. Oh, wow. Did you Um, forget? I dad joke yeah Yeah, i i did forget but i will tell you that i was downtown loveland last weekend (laughs) 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 and uh as dave knows i like to hunt so i was wearing my camouflage jacket and Uh i set it down this guy in a wheelchair takes it and i went down the street Uh, Chasing him, and I said, You can hide, but you can't run. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Wow. Uh,
0: Just uh, as a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast (laughs) is Rich Trimble's opinion. (laughs) That's great. Man. All right, let's go around the table, left to right, either way.
1: What? I got to get <laughs> real with you guys at <laughs> <Left I, right. laughs> I'm I'm going cuz I want to jump in here cuz I, I I'm, a, I'm upset about it you know really I mean we're I'm trying to get real with you guys that you know Sunday was a sad day but the day Sunday. before was Saturday. <laughs> wow. Where's your coasters at? Bring the coasters back in. <laughs> He's got
3: a whole can of it's dad jokes in a can yeah. <laughs> that somebody gave him. In. Oh, nice. Did that come from the can? <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs>
1: That's funny. Uh,
0: just busting them.
3: Well, well I, Sam's a senior in high school, obviously, and they're still... I mean, it seems like every couple months they go through these lockdown drills, you know, and we never had those in school, right? I mean, thank God the the amount of school shootings, you know, 35 years ago, right? I mean, that was probably the safest place you could be. But, yeah, they go through these lockdown drills constantly. And uh, yesterday they had a lockdown drill. And, I mean, did you guys hear about the kidnapping?
0: Yeah, then not they wake him up? Exactly. No,
3: I, <laughs> I told you if he knows him, he'll spit it out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> the wounder of all good things. All right, let's see if you can catch this one. So considering the group of men in this room, everybody's in the dirt business, <laughs> how much dirt is there in a hole that measures two feet by three feet by four feet? None. Damn it, champ! <laughs> <It's a hole. laughs> you better dig a
0: hole and bury that boot. Uh, well, Rich, I usually tell gun puns and hunting jokes, but I think I've told them all. So, I want to bring it back to God today. Do you guys know what kind of jo- what kind of car Jesus drives?
3: Hmm. This should be so self-explanatory. I'm right? thinking,
2: hopefully not a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> nope.
0: How about a Chrysler?
2: Oh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> i love that one
0: <laughs> new employees uh we forgot to mention tj started working in the shop not this week but the week before would you say his real name was soup tristan? tristan welcome yeah. tristan and then we had a couple new drivers start we got timothy garcia and mike aguila was still supposed to start today
2: Yep, right? his son is sick and uh He's going to start on Monday, which actually works good because yeah. we have three people all okay. in uh, orientation together on Monday. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah, good.
1: Okay.
0: Well, good. I hope he does. Otherwise, I'm going uh, to take him out of the podcast next week.
1: <laughs> so, You know, just as you announced that and stuff, have we ever thought about, like, TJ that just started in the shop, having him go through that orientation? Because it's a lot of driving stuff, but it's a lot of basic stuff, too.
0: I think we've talked about having other departments go through it and then... Said we
1: just, no. Yeah, I just never, yeah, never let, did we
0: could
3: it. It's so, it. Yeah, we need to re revamp one for other positions because it, <sighs> it's so driver based. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, but when they go over the you know the PTO and the four hundred one k and insurance yeah. and stuff like that, there's a lot.
0: You know, we should ask Jr. because I feel maybe he did do one like that and yeah. it yeah. took like two hours. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be like, good. yeah, he did. Was uh, it for Angie or?
2: Uh, gosh, I don't remember, but it was really short and like yeah two hours tops
0: welcome to driver support yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) one thing though
2: too a lot of people let's just say angie or amber or joanne or you know an office person or maybe a truck wash person they don't know what jfw does they don't know anything about you know our business so it would probably help a lot
1: it would yeah yeah maybe it's just good information but otherwise welcome everybody yeah Yeah. thanks for joining the team yep
0: Yep. Moving on to celebrations, anniversaries. Kurt Spencer, he hits two years today.
1: Nice. Congrats, Kurt. Yeah. 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 Glad to have you back too, Kurt. Yep.
0: And then uh, Leo Montez, or as Oswaldo likes to say, Leo, he, <laughs> he will hit three years on Friday.
1: He does? <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Congrats, Leo.
0: It was so funny. I was walking up behind Leo the other day, and I was like, Leo, and he He thought I was a Spanish guy and he just started speaking Spanish as as he turned around and he's like,
4: oh, (laughs) it's pretty
2: funny. Well, you know, Leo is Italian too. Oh, Leonel. That's my grandson's name. Right. Mm -hmm. I think I have a
0: nephew. Like as in
3: Leonardo?
2: Leonardo, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I have a nephew named Leo. So, birthdays, uh, let's see, Potter, he just had a birthday on the 18th. Happy birthday,
3: Potter. Happy birthday, Potter.
0: Mario Vasquez in the Wash Bay. He had a birthday on the 20th. Happy birthday, Mario.
3: Happy birthday.
0: And then these three guys all share a birthday, I think, this Friday, the 24th. Gilly Rodriguez, Don Keller, and Richard Brown. Oh, nice. They yeah. don't look anything
1: wow. alike. Yeah. Happy should, birthday, yeah. you guys. Triplets. You guys should
0: all go do something together. <laughs> yeah,
3: happy birthday, everyone.
0: And then family birthday celebrations. We have Samantha Trahan, which is Chris Beam's significant other. Her birthday was yesterday so happy birthday Samantha. Happy yeah, birthday, birthday, birthday Samantha. Yep. Moving on to shout outs. Before we do shout outs, I want to give Tanny a public apology. <clears throat> the other day I had some business to discuss with Tanny. Our discussion did not start off very well and I took the uh, I took a boss posture with Tanny instead of a leader. Leadership posture and uh, we both ended up apologizing, and Tanny ended up taking the high road uh, in regards to the situation. But, you know, sometimes we just forget who we are. So I'm sorry, Tanny.
3: Easy to do in the heat of moment, right? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, just, yeah, I definitely. I use my position at JFW to kind of guide the conversation. And soon as it was over, I just didn't feel good about it. It was just like, oh, that doesn't feel good at all. So, Yeah. We made up, we hugged, and it's all good. (laughs) Good. Yep. Uh, Let's see. Rosario wants to give a shout out for, oh, no, we want to give a shout out to Rosario. Yeah. He found his trailer dirty with grain, but understood he needed to clean it out and do the right thing, even though he was stuck with it. So basically, somebody didn't do the right thing, left him a mess in his truck instead of making it, well, it was like that when I got it, not my problem. Right. He went ahead and did the right thing, but we don't expect anything less from anybody. But Rosario, I mean, of course he did that. He's Mr. Perfecto,
3: right? Yep. Uh, what's amazing to me about that is he found it,
0: <laughs> right? You
3: know what I mean. He didn't just go, "Oh, when I parked," you know, before I took my days off. And I, I don't know if that, you know, transpired between Friday night and Monday morning, or what mm-hmm. the time frame was on that. But he knows when he left, his trailer was empty, and knowing him, clean and he must have figured out that somebody drove his truck
2: yep. so That's what i think Dave. he
3: was savvy enough to he realize did. hey i need to look in the trailer and yeah. make sure it's clean and yeah. did and and sure enough i don't want to say found a mess but found he needed to clean it out because it would have contaminated another yeah. load so yeah. yeah i wonder if what it was a-
2: full of fuel or not
3: <laughs> that mm-hmm. i
2: couldn't right, tell you so because right. he probably yeah. would have left it full and yeah perhaps right. it wasn't yeah and the
3: funny thing was what he had to clean out you know and it's easy for me to say it wasn't much i didn't do it he had to clean it out but the person that should have cleaned it out
0: right. it wasn't much right. it wasn't tons of material yeah it it's
3: not like there was two thousand pounds frozen in the nose and right. we were in subpolar temperatures like today and tomorrow and right. things like that it was like Hey, somebody clearly didn't hop up yeah. there and just sweep that out. Was really that quick. the
0: excuse with the shovel? I used a shovel to do it instead of a broom.
3: I, you know, I don't know the uh, details of it, damn, Jam. I just right. what a what a what an amazing driver yeah. to have him. You know, just have the whereabouts yeah. about that. So, so that's ha- so cool. how
0: did we find out about that? Did De Rosario say something? I doubt it. Somehow a photo
3: came across my email. Got it. And I was like... Maybe we asked him for a photo.
0: Yeah. Because I just don't see... I see Rosario doing that silently. Yes. And not even telling anybody. Right. Yeah, exactly, Jim. To me, we knew about it. We asked him to send a picture. That
3: could be. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what happened. Yeah. Yeah, and it was... To me, it was really clear. The person that didn't clean it out didn't try very hard, I believe. Because there's that little lip right where the, the... Uh, ram comes down and it's angled right there at the doghouse and there's that little two inch strip yeah you know that's only 18 or 20 inches wide right and all the material sits on it so that's that's like you always make a point to clean that you just hit it with your square shovel and it just pulls right off and that was full right you know what i mean and i'm like well somebody didn't make a very good attempt at cleaning this and kind of stuck rosario with it so anyway huh
1: do you Do you remember, Dave, where you learned the lesson of checking the bed if somebody hadn't driven the truck? Do you remember that one? Have we talked about that? Uh, About the guy that delivered the load? (laughs) About the tandem that set out here and then you grabbed it and and made a delivery and (laughs) dumped it out. (laughs) Oh right, right. No,
2: I, I mean I think I <laughs> learned. Was, with Jim, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It sounds like uh, a good story. We, I'd love on, to say I on. learned before <laughs> that, but back, clearly I didn't. Back
0: the bus back up
2: again. <laughs> 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 wow. Yeah,
1: well, we had a tandem out front. It would the doors went a different way into the shop. I say out front, but it sat there and we stole parts off it and stole parts off it for a while. I mean the springs were missing, all sorts of stuff. I don't know what the circumstance was with it, but we, it, it was during a
3: tough financial time in our it was right after we had our largest customer file bankruptcy
1: on us Ah, i don't know i think that was before that day but e- either <laughs> yeah. way it doesn't doesn't matter but anyway we finally got it all back together you know and and had it running and everything and and uh, but it's set out there i don't know six months probably. Least, yeah and uh so we had a order come in a tandem order and it was just a, a home delivery i don't know squeegee pea gravel whatever it might have been sand and dave's like oh i'll, I'll grab it i'll go do it and uh, we're like, oh, okay, you know. And so Dave grabs a load, whatever, and what two, three tons, something like that. Dave, it wasn't very much. <laughs> it wasn't a full load, I'll guarantee you. <laughs> right. <that. laughs> so he gets to the the homeowner's house and stuff, and uh, you know, I know he was there, but I've heard the story enough, and. Uh, raises the bed up, and dumps out whatever, the two tons, three tons, whatever it was. Well, the whole time the truck sat there, everybody just walked by and threw trash in it.
3: Oh, wow. (laughs) Beer
4: beer bottles, (laughs) beer cans, pop Pop
3: cans, cans, paper towel. I would would tell (laughs) you the majority of the paper blew out on my way to the pit, and I didn't even know it. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So
1: the guy got like a ton of material and yeah. a ton of trash. <laughs> he got
3: he got rock and recyclables. He just yeah. didn't know that. That's awesome. So that was it's a little embarrassing. One of those Oh man. Yeah, yeah.
1: One of those lessons you go, I I should just look in the trailer or I should look in the bed. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Shout out to uh Jacob Riley on the night crew for covering for John while he was off. We heard he did a great job. So thank you Jake. I actually heard that from a few different sources and that's a that's a pretty big compliment for Jake, that
4: is, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Right. I he
3: stepped up. I wanted good to be sure job. that was in there, Jam, yeah, and I, yeah, I thanks stuff. for throwing it in. And it was. I just heard he did a great job, and he he appreciated the opportunity to do John's job while John was gone. Yeah. And then when he got back, I mean, I just overheard the conversations. I wasn't in on him. I just overheard it because they were next door. And <laughs> Jake was like, I had no idea how hard that job was. Huh. You know what I mean? Because you have to pick that project, assign it to whatever mechanic, and sure. you know, figure out all the a's b's and c's about
0: yeah. that side of maturity for jake and you know he's uh he's a reserve marine and uh-huh. you know so good to see he's taking yeah. the leadership role yeah. Yeah. shout out to tony martinez he's been slip seating for a while and leaving pretty much every truck that he gets in he's leaving them better than he got them my understanding he's got armorall, and like he's like detailing
2: trucks he, he armor veronica's floor mats Wow. <laughs> yeah, when she was on, she uh-huh. got on the radio yesterday and thanked yeah, whoever well, drove I, her I truck. I was in her truck yeah. fixing her CB yesterday. Yeah. She's like, look at this, Super Dave. And I'm like, what? You, <laughs> you know, her truck's always clean. And she wow. was, this is how my truck was left while I was off. And
1: Isn't I, that so, awesome? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that over and over with Tony. And, you know, Tony's just like, to me, it's my personal opinion, got that little tough vibrato about him, you know, and pretty quiet and all that kind of stuff. And then, superhero look at him cleaning everybody's trucks up right because he's he it sucks his trucks broke down right and he's stuck in all of these different trucks and (laughs) and he keeps his truck like that all day long exactly once you have it at that level it's easy to keep it at that
3: level but when you're going from truck to truck to truck and you have to get each one you drive to that level a
1: lot of time it's a little discouraging yeah it's it's frustrating yeah thanks Mm -hmm. tony appreciate it
0: i love this next shout out It's from edward cabral Good afternoon, Jam. I would like to give a shout-out for this week's podcast to the following. Casey and Kendrick for helping me shovel and making sure I was axle-legal when I came to yard 23 at the end of the day to check my axles. And to the rest of the group of people that were there, Ryan, Potter, and a couple others were there visually and verbally (laughs) being supportive while the three of us were up there shoveling. And, oh, Chili Dog too for coming with his shovel all the way from where he was parked over to the scale to shovel as well. Unfortunately, there can just be so many people in the trailer at once <laughs> to shovel that. Chili Dog just had to watch, LOL. <laughs> so basically, Chili Dog was supervising... To me, it sounds like Ryan and Potter and a couple other people were heckling. Uh, Right. (laughs) Like, I could just see the whole thing. Like, I have this vision. Yeah, yeah. That's some good shit. Yeah,
3: that's like a a four-square cartoon (laughs) little meme,
1: right? You know, you can just visualize it. Yeah, Ryan step up on the step of the truck. Oh, you guys are still overweight.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's true teamwork there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Brother Dave wants to give a shout-out to Pedro Perico Sotelo. But looking out the back window
3: yeah Pedro I just I want to give you a shout out man I, I you were at the yard here had a tire problem and when you were leaving I was coming back from getting some things and I glanced and when you were driving out I noticed you have a curtain in your back window and obviously for me, for me those are aha moments and what I mean by that is how do you look out the back window if you have a curtain right that just To me, that's a recipe for failure. And I'm one of those guys, I like the tinted windows, I like the curtains, you know what I mean? I like the privacy in the cab, because otherwise you're in a fishbowl all day long, right? And uh, I was just like, hey, we need to verify he's looking out the back window when he dumps. Uh So I asked one of the guys to grab some footage and just verify that, you know? And I was so thrilled, Pedro. Great job, man. I got sent a, a video you actually... You, you go out, you open your tailgate, you come back, you open the door, you sit down in the seat and you are almost virtually sideways, man. And you grab that curtain, you slide the curtain so far back against the side of the window, you couldn't even see the curtain anymore. And yeah. you are literally looking straight out the back window, watching that trailer go up. And I was just so impressed by that because so many times, you know, unfortunately I've learned over the years, usually if someone has a curtain in their back window number one it doesn't move or slide right right it's stuck in position it's and they like go like well, yeah yeah it's like well i can't move the curtain it's stuck there right. it's like well that's a recipe for disaster you know so huh. good job pedro man way to way to do it right thank you
0: my mind's just wandering today i just picture him like with a remote <laughs> I mean, Jan, that... Cur- like the
3: new shades at your house yeah. where it folds up. It was, you know? like, so impressive. I mean, those curtains, you know, I mean, they're curtains, right? I mean, yeah. I've seen so many versions of curtains in the back windows before over the years, and they only slide halfway or... They don't or, slide at all. Yeah, like or they're they say, or they're two-piece, and you have to, like, put yeah. a hand and hold one out of the way. The and driver it, cracks it one <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, this is, like... <laughs> it was completely out of the way i mean it was a hundred percent clear it was awesome yeah Yeah, textbook
1: because a a lot of times the seats grab the curtains yeah you know the seat back seats are against them and you can't move the curtain yeah that
2: driver's seat all the way against
1: the back of the cab yep yep Yep. nice job pedro yeah way to go pedro thank you powder
0: wanted to give a shout out to the entire snow crew for last week's storm they all worked together as a team very well we added the shovelers and changed a few things with equipment and it went smooth we got some great positive feedback from up it's a direct reflection of the outstanding men and women we have here at JFw we appreciate you all
1: nice very cool that is cool yeah that was the same shout out I had I, I know it's kind of a select group you guys but you know Potter sends out that text and I just enjoy everybody texting back you know they they might put a little meme in there yeah or, you know 10 four or you know something in Spanish and different it's just enjoyable to see that the response right? and they're all it's teamwork it's truly teamwork it's good to see that
0: have you been enjoying the text messages with Blueberry?
1: Yeah, the Blueberry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. is a Blueberry? Yeah, and I kind of like Sergio Patillo's yesterday oh, for the, the snow crew. You know, <laughs> has, has the, oh uh, gosh, what's his name? Al Pacino. Yeah, Al Pacino. But, you know, and the Coke and the whole movie and the whole thing. But it's a snowman of Coke. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's funny. That's uh, a good one.
0: Dwayne, this... Oh, somebody going to say something? Was that you, Rich? Scar- Scarface,
3: I
1: was going to say. <laughs> Scarface, yeah.
0: there you go. Yep. My uh,
1: little friend. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs>
0: Dwayne the Sandman San wants to give a shout out. Said, good evening, Jam. I have a mountain of shout outs. First, I thought my text went through a few weeks ago, but it failed. A few weeks ago, Chili Dog, a.k.a. Aladdin, helped me hook up a trailer I was having a bunch of trouble with. Kendrick helped with several trailers, hooking and unhooking. I wanted to thank all the drivers that checked on me when I was broke down. Every single truck that passed checked on me. Big John and Gilbert stopped to lend a hand. I was able to get my truck running and hauled ass to dump before another issue occurred. Pedro, again, 0097, stopped and picked up my triangles with anyone without anyone asking. Rescue Chris came out and made sure I got to the yard. Thank you all. So... Nice. Thanks, Yeah,
2: very cool. Outstanding story there. Right?
1: Yeah, and I don't want to, I, I mean, I've heard the stories and everything else, and, you know, we, we're congratulating all the people and stuff like that, but you're standing out because you're doing your job. That's right. what It's what should be done. It's the right thing, again. I think
0: stopping and helping may not be, it's our culture. It's yeah. what we want people to do, yeah. but... That's, that's above and beyond to me. It's still,
1: the, it's still the right thing, though, Jeff. Absolutely. It's putting a yeah. shopping cart
0: away. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say
4: that. <laughs>
0: you know about the shopping carts, Rich? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <okay>.
4: <laughs> Do you put them back? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: have you ever watched uh, Cart Narcs? No. Uh, we'll have to send you that. Yeah. It's this goofy guy, and he, like, stands in parking lots, and when somebody doesn't put their cart away, oh, he comes man. over with, like, these, like, reflectors and he's like doo, 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 doo. and he's got like these magnets that say lazy bones and he throws them on people's cars it's pretty yeah it's, it's a little it's, annoying but it's funny that's you know, awesome yeah, yeah he's lucked out he hasn't
1: got killed yeah because <laughs> it's funny you know but it's it's yeah it's not he's driving a point home being yeah yeah,
0: yeah 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 man to have the time to do that right what are you gonna do today i'm gonna go Make sure people yeah. put shopping carts away. Yeah, alive. but
1: there's a there's a different way for income. Get enough followers. Yeah, he, that's true. He makes a living. That's true. Good yeah.
0: point, Jim. Hmm. Yeah. All right, let's get into the discussion part of things. First item on the list.
1: Oh, oh, wait. I, we got get, more shout outs. Yeah. No, no more shout outs. But <laughs> I have, to, I don't know where to slip this in, Jam. I was going to send it to you in the discussion. So I guess we're going to have to start a, a little place in case we make a mistake on the podcast before, you know. And we've, we've done that, right? We've all said, Oh, I like messed up. Corrections or corrections. So every week. <laughs> every week, right? right? So, yeah. So I looked up. So uh, recant, annul. Renig or disavow is all my words of of last week's statement. So, um, I had a I had a, a reporter in the field. Okay, um, this is be and this is hot off the texts. <laughs> right, right.
2: Was it Holly? <laughs> no,
1: no. It was well. Now, now it's going to be funny. It was Rick Gray. <laughs> so, yeah, my my reporter in the field. We made a statement last week that there was a possibility that we drove through the big ice pond up there at the pit, right? Yeah, and, you know, be- because there was, you know, the wide base tires, you know, out and everything. And uh, Rick, after he listened to the podcast, you know, like I said, the man in the field, it was a QuickCrete truck. Yeah. And I do know QuickCrete has the wide-based wheels like we do. They oh, also wow. have those coffin trailers, right? Yep. One of the few companies. And he was the one in the middle of the ice pond. And the loader did make him go out in his shoes in the puddle and chain his own truck out. Because he did get stuck. Because he did get stuck. Wow. Rick said he was there and seen it. So none of our none of our drivers. Great job everybody. Yeah, congrats and, everyone. Yeah, congrats. Way to go. Not mm. not driving through the ice and and I'm sure Rick had a you know. Probably some choice words as he watched the quick creek driver. I'm oh, surprised there
0: wasn't pictures. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah.
1: right. So, yeah, thanks, Rick. I appreciate it. You know, and and we're recanting on that story. Yeah. <laughs> good, <laughs> awesome. Well, we d- I think we did say it's pretty good odds. Yeah, we
3: didn't. It was. It could be us. Yep. So, but yep. yeah, no. Thanks for the facts, Rick. That's yep. what we need. are facts yep. here, man and, in the field, right yep, there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We can't assume things happened. Yep.
1: Yeah, so maybe we have to slide that in before discussions or something, Jim.
0: Yeah, I would love to because we make mistakes all the time, but we have a disclaimer. Yeah. (laughs) Just our opinion last week. right. Whether it's right or wrong, (laughs) that's what we're putting out there. Does anybody else have any shout-outs before we do move on to the discussion? Rich, you want to give anybody a shout-out?
5: No, not Mm -hmm. for last week. (laughs) Rich doesn't like anybody. He must have had a bad week. Oh. Oh, man.
0: So let's talk about camming over and what we mean by camming over in regards to tailgate latches and your tailgates and hauling. It seems to be the issue hauling cores because it's so wet and icy. What happens is we start getting a buildup of ice and material on the tailgate around the tailgate seal, but also on the tailgate on the bottom lip where it meets that tailgate seal. And then you go to close your tailgate latches and you look at them and they look like they're closed. You got to look underneath the trailer to make sure those bars are even. If the bars aren't even, you are not cammed over and that tailgate could pop open at any time. Not only can it pop open, it does pop open. Right. And then we got Coors Green to clean up. Yeah. I think we had three tailgates pop open last week.
3: I didn't know we had three. I definitely knew of the one, Jam. I had
0: two right here in the yard. Oh, right. No,
3: you're spot on. Yeah, Yeah. I totally forgot. Well, the one was. Pulled a button, the bus, button, right? It wasn't oh, a, yeah. it wasn't a cam issue. It was just a mistake. Pulled a yeah. button. Either way. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the cam over, and I just... <laughs> it, it is so difficult to explain. You almost have to show everyone a picture, and that when you say the two, two bars aligned, mm-hmm. they actually do need to be... It's a pivot point of mm-hmm. two, two points, and they do need to be just a little past center Mm. i mean and i'm talking a quarter of an inch past center from one end to the other and there in turn there in point lies the the term cammed Mm -hmm. over it's locked exactly that that latch that you stand and see that comes over the tailgate at the back where the taillights are it always looks closed right it's always Mm -hmm. over the tailgate but what you're talking about and and you know what's funny is when we have trouble with it it's snow out, it's icy conditions, freezing conditions. And the last thing you want to do is stick your head under that fender and look, because guess what? It's going to drip snow and ice and shit on you.
0: That's the first thing I would do.
3: (laughs) Well, (laughs) if you've ever cleaned up a cooler spill, which you have cleaned up many, right? So yeah. Uh,
0: What's funny, and I I always say I'm not going to mention names and then I mention a name, but
4: I'm not going to (laughs)
0: mention any names. But the other day when we had the gate pop open in the yard, we made sure to talk to all the people that were hauling cores that day and say, hey, do you know how to make sure you're cammed over? Yeah. And all the drivers said yes or pretty close to yes. The driver that just had his gate popped open at cores knows what it looks like to be cammed over. I was like, what happened? He's like, oh, I know, I know. I was like, you know what it looks like, right? He's like, yeah. I was like, "Seen so you check? You know, so... You gotta look you yeah. gotta look shoveling grain in the cold it sucks it's just you know
3: hey i'm gonna tell you jam shoveling grain in the warm sucks, sucks.
0: <laughs> you know and not right. everybody you know the funny thing about the shoveling grain is it's a little bit of a workout and if you're not in shape you're gonna be hurting
1: Call him mm-hmm. Stred. He'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We almost killed him that day. Yeah. <laughs> he was shoveling though. He just knew he shouldn't have been shoveling. Yeah, it's he crazy wasn't
2: until he was almost dead. <laughs> he sat down on the curb, and we said, And just stay there." Yeah. Turn, to col- uh, turn to
1: color green. And, well, he yeah. was a speed shoveler. He wouldn't
3: shovel for five minutes, and then he'd jump in there like an Olympian and be like, whit, 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 as many shovels as fast as he could. Like we're all just at a pace going right. You know, steady Eddie, one like,
0: foot front of the other, right?
3: And he would be like 10 shovels to R3 or whatnot, and then he'd be like,
4: oh, 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 I'm dying. And
2: then he'd sit down and rub right? a cigarette, yeah. <laughs> can't breathe. Let me get some fresh air. Wow. That's
0: crazy. Have we talked about tailgate latches being cammed over in the last few weeks?
2: <laughs> you know what? I'd like to see I was talk to JR, and he's. Hot on the track of making videos,
0: he made a video on his
2: on he? that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Well, that's great because I, I was going to suggest that. Right. Well, I
1: think you were sick, Dave. Seriously, Thursday or Friday? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that's when it went out. Was like Wednesday, and then he he oh, okay. sent something out on Thursday. You're just he not might, engaged. Yeah, <laughs> like I wasn't. A, I'll tell you what, I was not engaged with but anything. That, but that's what we need is the tailgate's engaged, cammed over. <laughs> right. Well, well, I
3: mean this. I'll add this right to it. You know, I mean, we talk about that so much and we talk about being engaged and we talk about, do you understand what that term means? Do you understand what you're looking at? Because you can look at something and and if you don't understand what you're looking at, you think it's fine, right? But we just had an issue with a truck leaving, I don't know, Monday morning this week. And there were two people in the cab and they were driving out of the yard with their tailgate open and the airbags aired down. Right leaving the yard. So for me, you know, this is like the curtain incident, right? You you have to just base your opinion off of all the other experiences you've had in your life. This tells me the driver never walked around the back of that truck and looked at his tail lights, never bumped his tires, obviously didn't realize the tailgate was open, obviously didn't realize the bags weren't inflated and was leaving the yard. So you know, again, this is based off experience and it, it sucks because you're just, you're drawing to a conclusion. Whether you have all the facts or not, you're basing it off evidence you've, you've had happen several, several, several other times in the past. And you're like, that person didn't do a pre, pre-trip, right? It's impossible. They did.
0: Yeah. I remember telling you, I was going to add this to the podcast. I did. I just put pre-trip inspections. <laughs> so I'm like, I thought I put this in. I there. thought it was
3: a good segue, Jam, because did. when you call a driver and go, yeah. Hey, it, it, do you understand what it? What it's supposed to look like to have that that uh, pivot point cammed over because it's it's just not easy to see. It's right. not easy to understand, you know. And I mean, even though Jr. sent that out, if people aren't engaged and they didn't look at it, right. you know, I, I mean, how, how do we continue to get that point across when we continue to have it happen? But we also have people leaving the yard that didn't even go back and walk around their truck.
0: The sad thing about I don't know how many times that happened, but. The day where you guys saw me catch the one truck, there was two drivers in that truck. Right. You know, two drivers. One is assigned to the truck, and the other one's a more experienced driver, and neither one of them caught that. Right. You know, I talked to the the driver of the truck, and I asked him about it, and he says, oh, we checked it. You You
2: couldn't have. Couldn't have. You couldn't have. You know, that's a case of Murphy's Law, kind of. I mean- Everybody's guilty when when you're in a hurry or you're assuming something and you overlook something. And and maybe it's the dude jumping out of the airplane, Dave, right, yeah. that died. But it will never fail when you don't walk around the back. Something's wrong back there. Yeah. It's Murphy's Law.
5: Do you guys have a checklist? Do you have to do a checklist every day, like on paper? You're supposed to. Yeah,
0: we have paper.
5: But, but we... <laughs> but we but we pencil whip them, or we yeah. just don't yeah, do them at all? Very yeah. much. Just pen, pencil. Mine <laughs> straight down all the oak. Okay it was boxes. good yesterday. It must be good today. Yeah. Well, we assume it was good yesterday. Yeah. Right? Because right. we're right. assuming
2: it's good today, too. Yeah. You know? Hopefully, <laughs> and, it'll and be that's good That's when tomorrow. you should stop and think, like, oh, you know what? Murphy's Law, I better go check that, because right? if I don't, something's wrong. Right? Rich,
5: is that you know? something you guys contend with? Absolutely. Gun yeah. decking? with the heavy equipment. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's real easy to jump in and pencil whip that form Mm -hmm. um and assume that just because everything was good yesterday that it's good today or like you guys are talking if if an operator is on a machine today and then tomorrow a different operator is on this machine you kind of get stuck with what he left right and uh, yeah it's real easy for these guys to pencil whip that form how do you combat that training we just we don't have You know, I don't have to deal with a hundred drivers per se. You know, I have six or eight
0: equipment operators
5: on my job site. Right. So, uh, as the younger ones come in, or if we hire have a new hire, we have to work work hard with them and train them and show them what they're supposed to be looking for and why, and train them why it's important to check it every day. Right.
0: Trying to get them bought into doing it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to do it. Okay, I got to do it. But having them bought into the reason behind it, you know, and and make that like something they can't skip in their heart. Right. You know, because that's what it is for me. Like, man, if I skip that and something's wrong with it, oh, man, I didn't do my job. I'm probably not going to sleep very well tonight.
5: It's definitely a challenge to Create that culture. You know, they may have come from another company. They could be great operators. Right. And someone else checked everything for them mm. every day and did their fueling increasing, but <laughs> wow. we don't do it like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we have to, if they want to work here, they have to sure. change and they have to embrace our culture and the mm-hmm. way we do things. Nice. Right.
2: We run into that with the drivers too, Rich. They come from a, let's just say a shamrock foods type of company. You know, they're food delivery guys and, and, they don't touch the truck, except for the key and the steering wheel. Yep. Yeah. So they come here, and I'm like, did you check your oil?
3: Right. <laughs> yeah. Where, where do you do that? Rich, I'm curious. More often than not, we have a term here. Which do you find is the bigger problem? Is it a skill problem, or is it a will problem?
5: Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a great question. And we see both, but nine times out of 10, it's the will. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and what's something
1: you find, Rich, like the on a piece of equipment, not not checking the oil or they didn't grease yeah, it or, so or something like per- that. Her perf-
5: perfect example is we have this great kid. He's young. He's just he's fantastic. I just love him. He actually lives up in Loveland. He went to school to be a, a an equipment operator. He did a a six month course in Missouri. He came from Missouri and uh, Show Me State. Yeah, <laughs> so. He was running an excavator loading trucks and whatnot, and he thought he blew a hydraulic line. Oil was blowing everywhere. And he calls me on the phone and says, Hey, I need a mechanic. The hydraulic line coming down the stick broke. And I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. That's weird. Pretty new machine, actually. So, anyway, I get over there and I'm looking it over and I'm wiggling the hose. And I said, Well, that that fitting's loose right there. Did you check that by chance and see if it's loose or is it the fitting itself? Maybe the hose is still good. No, I didn't. I didn't check any of that. And I was like, well, let's have your loader come over and build this up so we can stand safely, check that fitting. Pretty soon he comes in my office and he goes, yeah, Rich, you were right. That hose was loose. I think we're good. And I was like, okay, make sure you check your hydraulic oil level. He didn't know where the hydraulic tank is, oh, wow. where the oil level was. Wow! And of course, we spent about two hours the next day learning how to do a walkaround on a on a three hundred and fifty John Deere excavator. Huh. So that's just one example. And that's
0: a kid that went to school. You think they would have taught him that?
5: You would think. And huh. I was I was actually shocked. And I've and I've and I've adopted this kid, his boss that he's been working with for a year recently lost his job mm. um and had he just he just it's not with, his with, fault with garney all. rich not to interrupt you yeah. lost his job with garney yeah rich. absolutely he was on the support crew for the job that i'm on and um his job wasn't doing or his boss his support superintendent wasn't doing his paperwork and after three times of being checked on they decided to terminate because the liability was just too high. Wow. So they they got rid of him, and I I adopted their crew and working really hard because they have uh, not been led in the right direction. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you guys don't play around over there, huh?
5: No, no, Uh we can't. It's too big of a hazard. We have to follow the rules. We just do. We have to follow the rules because people's lives are at stake. Uh,
0: There's kind of a line in the sand. If you do this, you're probably... That's it. Right?
5: That's right. Uh, yeah. Some things you might get three stri- strikes, but if you're um, just willingly breaking the rules, you might lose your job on negligent. the same day. Yeah. Uh,
0: huh. Crazy. Well, speaking of negligence. <laughs> <laughs> Can-
1: can I bet? Sorry, Jen. This is your bet-
0: podcast just as much just, as anyone just else. Just let
1: so me do can, my thing. huh? Yeah, speak well, up. Well, every time I jump in with a joke, you make fun of me. So I, I, yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to ask permission this time. I mean, you could do Does what it, you is want. Is it okay? No, mean, I, I can't do what I want because you always speak up.
0: Doesn't mean your jokes are funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, the the tailgate thing, I, I think there's a, a problem that we've created again the other way. So we had the automatic gates when the trailers come down. But you had to go, most of the time, you should go back and look. And I think the guys got used to going back and looking. Or you'd brush your gate off because you know the trailer's going to come down and it's going to automatically shut. Mm -hmm. I think we have a deal of you can walk back and you don't have to go all the way to the back. You know, I know you're supposed to brush the gate off, but you just punch the button. Or you walk around it and you punch the button. The button works. Mm -hmm. It does shut the gate. You hear that. You hear the airbags air up. Then I don't think it's a step now to the back to make sure they're they're latched or they're yeah. or they're cammed over like we were saying. So I think that's a you know we eliminated that automatic valve, but now we've created another problem of it. We've made it really easy okay. or too far to go back. Wow. That you extra know,
0: extra eight
1: feet. Yeah, that you, extra eight feet
0: is just too much.
1: Yeah, and it's it's just a it's just a quickness. Huh. You know, just a, uh, yeah, going back and look. You got to look. You know, you got to you got to go and check the oil, right, Rich? I mean, it leaked. Where'd the oil go? <laughs> right, right. And you and you got to go check it. Yeah.
0: Hey, speaking of checking oil, when should you check your engine oil? Like, you're getting ready to do your pre-trip inspection. When should you check that?
3: I mean, jam on a car. When I learned to drive, I was taught every time you put gas in, you checked your oil. Okay. But, you know, we didn't have the vehicles we have today. Right. Where you know, our, we, we like filled our oil and checked our gas with the vehicles <laughs> right. we had back <laughs> in the day, right? right. Like if, if you were out of oil, you blew your engine up and you were walking, right? Right? I yeah. mean, that was the option.
0: And they used to use oil.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you know, most vehicles today are, are really good on oils. So yeah, they don't yeah. even
1: burn it right so, no, yeah.
3: yeah i mean i just check periodically i don't know that i have a, a time frame i mean i just checked mine this weekend i just checked janet's and i just made sam check his yeah. okay. and I, I don't know at what mileage that is i don't have a oh it's friday i need to check my oil. on your
0: right? pre-trip inspection oh
3: yeah oh so i, I, I do think i know daily, where you're yeah.
2: going with this jam like yeah. is I it okay for to the check, light check to it while your off. engine's hot or you have to do it while it's cold is what you're asking what
0: i'm saying here's what i'm saying i'll just quit beating around the bush if i walk up to your truck and your truck is running, and you haven't checked your oil yet, you aren't checking your oil. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Right. You want to check your oil before you start your truck. Right? Otherwise, it looks like you're not popping your hood because you're not. So when I go up to you and I'm like, oh, you check your oil yet? Oh, no, I didn't do that yet. I was going to do that in a little bit, but your <laughs> truck's already running. I mean, I feel like it's a
5: little bit of BS.
0: What's up, Rich? So... <laughs>
5: You guys don't probably don't know this about me, but back in the late nineties, ninety seven, ninety eight, I actually came in on Fridays and Saturdays and worked for these guys as oh, a no relief way. because things were so busy. And back then, it was okay to check our truck at night. Uh-huh. We rolled it in, parked it, and did a walk around. We checked our oil, huh. we fueled it. We thumped our tires. We checked our lights. We did all of that. I forgot
1: about that, Rich. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're all 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 drivers sitting here at the table. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
5: we're JFW. Yeah. 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 So we did our check at night. Is that still okay? Or do we expect to do that in the morning before we leave? Well,
1: (laughs) that's that's where I was going to go, Rich, with your comment, Jam, is when I was driving, I wanted to do everything at night. I didn't want to have to add oil in the morning. I just wanted to get going. And, And I know you were the same way, Dave. And I wanted to make sure that that was okay if you did it that night and you really did it. But the other thing is we've also had where the mechanics, mm-hmm. you're due for an oil change. Right. They change your oil or, I don't know, have to do med- uh, any kind of maintenance mm-hmm. and the situation might change. Right. And that's where today, you know, I, would ha- I, would, I might make a mistake, Jim, because mm-hmm. I know it was full, but I don't know if the mechanics worked on it. Right.
0: Well... In that case, if the driver answered me, you know, I check my oil every night. Not, oh, I was going to do it in a little while when the <laughs> truck's already running. Yeah, I mean.
5: yeah. <laughs> I like checking at night because if you find a problem, you got time to get it fixed well, before the next day's yeah, work. So yeah. we
3: promote post trip, Rich. And here's the reason why: in the morning we have one mechanic here. Well, we now have two. Just because I feel like the the post-trips aren't being done the way they should be, mm-hmm. and we just have multitude of trucks in the mornings that need repair. But, yeah, we preach the post-trip because we have 10 mechanics at night. Yeah. Right? If you find something, if you catch something, all you have to do is write it down and tell somebody. You leave, and mysteriously, it's fixed overnight. Yeah. Right. So we just promote that. And, you know, like Jim was saying, I like to check my oil at night. Or like you mentioned, you know, you do the walk around, you bump all your tires, you're listening for that air leak, you know, in one of the tires. I mean, <laughs> I have such a reputation around here, Rich. One of the trucks was in the bay out here. The mechanics were working on it and it was bobtail. And as I walked up to it, I heard an air leak, but it, it didn't sound like a normal location to me. And I'm like, well, that's like a nail or something in the bottom of a tire. So I went to the other side because that's what it sounded like. And and when I got to the other side, it sounded like it was on the side I just came back from. And I'm like, well, that's weird. So the mechanic, pretty soon he sees me. I'm circling the back of the truck, walking from side to side. And he's like, uh-oh. I said, uh-oh, what, Chris? And he goes, I don't like when you're walking around trucks. You just find things for me to fix. <laughs> i like, well, that's the goal, right? We don't want it broken. And he's like, no, I know. He said, you hear that air leak too? And I'm like, yeah, but I said, I... I went to this side, and it sounds like it was on the other side. I went to the other side, and it sounds like it was back over here. So clearly it's in the middle. I said, do we have a brake valve leaking or, you know, a plastic airline that has shrank, you know, and there it's got a little tiny air leak to it. And he, he crawled underneath, and he was, he was able to reach in, and he goes, nope, it's this airbag right here. Yeah. And he was able to feel the air coming out, and I'm like, you know, we need to replace the airbag, right? No. You know, so.
0: Yeah, when I was running, Rich, what I like to do is I try to do a really good post-trip inspection, get yep. stuff written up. But in the mornings, I'd like to check my oil, just do a, you know, check my oil, start the truck up, listen for anything really weird, bump my tires, check my lights, make sure my, my box goes up, my tarp's working and my lights are working. I'd be out the gate, Yeah, you know, so yeah. pretty quick in the morning.
5: Yeah, it is quick. And it just yeah. doesn't take long to do a walk around. No. And yeah. even though it takes me two hours to teach someone to walk around an excavator, right. you can really do the whole check in seven minutes, minutes okay. eight yeah. minutes yeah. if you just if you're 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 starting your check as soon as you walk into that machine you're wow. looking things over right. yep
1: well i'm sure with the new equipment too rich and and with our trucks they make it so there's a sight glass they've right.
3: ergonomically designed yeah, it so yeah. you yeah. know you step
1: up you. there's the sight glass or there's the bottle for the you know power steering or hydraulics Cooling,
3: yeah. or yeah, coolant yeah, whatever. or whatever Thirty years ago you had to pull a stick out yeah right. or take the cap <laughs> you know? off yeah. or
5: look
1: <laughs> in
2: it
5: or yeah we still have a few sticks we got to pull out <laughs> but most everything <laughs> is visible yeah <laughs>
2: up uh, do you have check oh. engine lights on your machines? Oh, yeah, we do.
5: <laughs> yep. And they're linked to uh GPS that goes back to the the manufacturer and then our equipment department gets an email. Mm-hmm. And then I get the email. Yep. And uh yeah, it's a vicious cycle. Just yeah. I know
1: I know we need to get going here on <laughs> on, you know, talking with you, but how how many machines are you running with a check engine light that's on all the time?
5: The oh, none, G- none. None? we you... no, we 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 get them we get them figured out right away yeah yeah if we if we happen to have a check engine light and most of our check engine lights are going to come from cold hydraulic oil and trying to go too fast too soon in the mornings or low fuel pressure if we have a plugged up fuel filter we service our machines every 500 hours but the filters are only good for 250 or 300 so If we push that, we always get low fuel pressure or we try to squeeze too much hydraulic oil through an orifice plate or something like that when it's cold temperatures.
1: how many DEF, I mean, are almost all your machines got DEF on them now?
5: Yeah, they all of our all of our machines do. We do have a couple of uh, generators that run. They're actually considered Tier 4 engines, but mm. they don't have DEF. Some generators do, some don't. I'm not oh, sure if we just caught that sweet timeline and got them without DEF, but yeah. most everything we have on site runs DEF now.
1: Yeah. If you guys don't get to like the check engine lights, I mean, it doesn't sound like there's anything engine wise do it do your machines derate also uh yes i bet the fuel pressure ones do for sure. yes
5: the fuel pressure ones do for sure um it and it just depends on whatever code it's throwing gotcha some some codes you can we can actually reset a lot of computer issues by turning the master switch off and killing the power for, <laughs> for <laughs> whatever you know and and john deere or caterpillar will tell us to do that yeah, yeah. they can look. look it up and say oh yeah we've seen this code before go ahead and shut the master switch off if it comes back we'll send a tech right out
3: and, and i'm clarifying master switch which is the same for us on our trucks it's a battery disconnecting disconnect disconnecting our batteries it's yeah, a battery yeah. disconnect yeah, yeah i mean dis- we have to do five a day yeah it's ridiculous it is ridiculous, yeah. and
1: and ninety percent of the time it does fix the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. yeah. Reboot at least for, the computer at least for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. at yeah. least yeah, for, a for a little, little while. while.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> even the computers, Control Alt Delete.
1: Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I know Mikey just found a place here in the United States to send out one of our computers and have it worked on. What? Which, which we were excited on. We can
3: repair in the U.S. of A. Right.
1: Right crazy In, uh, it kind of sucked because the damn thing lasted what half a day one day yeah yeah <laughs> and it and then the truck quit so yeah. but we don't know that's the prop i mean that
3: could be a different problem yeah maybe something took maybe the computer. The repair, out. Yeah, yeah maybe the repair
1: yeah. worked or yeah yeah, yeah.
4: Yep.
0: No. scooby wanted me to uh remind everybody when you're fueling please stay with your fuel hose at the nozzle at the tank he did a really good job. Him and Kendrick we talked about cleaned up that fuel aisle area. Yeah. Really well. We've already had a fuel spill out there, so if you're fueling, you need to be at the nozzle.
5: That's interesting. I wanna bring that up. Uh we at Garney, when we have a safety inspection, if we have a safety latch on a fuel nozzle, we're oh. required to remove it immediately. Oh, wow. Really? And if we get caught with it, we're in trouble. Oh, man. I mean it's a random. So that means a offense. man <laughs>
3: person a body has to stand there holding that handle on if
5: you're not holding the handle you are in its violation and it's it's not fun i hate it more than anybody (laughs) i hate babysitting that (laughs) nozzle but it's important i was at the fuel station just the other day and probably the filters were plugged up it was really cold, so I started the pump, and it was taking forever. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the truck, and I'm like, gosh, it's got to be getting close. And I jumped out of the truck, and just as I was reaching for the nozzle, it started overflowing. Oh, wow. Oh, it wow. didn't have enough pressure. To shut off. Wow. To shut off. Wow. And that was at a pretty new fuel uh, wow. station there in Longmont. That's so crazy. I think it's incredibly important to stay with that nozzle. Yep. No doubt.
0: Yeah, I mean, anytime you stay with it, it's kind of like Super Dave said, Murphy's Law. You stay there, there won't be a problem. Right. You, know, you don't, yep. you know, now yep. you got 100 gallons of diesel on the ground. And with yeah. the price
5: of fuel, that, you that, might want to set that yeah. up so you can reuse it after it's spills, <laughs> Right? I was just going to say yeah. that because that couple of
1: gallons here and there at $4, $8, $10, yep. and you're yep. just like, yeah. yeah. And shut
3: your vehicle off. Yeah. I mean, we talk about that repeatedly to shut that vehicle off. Yep. Again, that's just more hearing, better better senses you can see yep. hear what's going
5: on is that why just because of the noise mostly uh,
3: for me it is rich but the the other 50 percent of that for me is as the truck is sitting there idling it's vibrating and it could vibrate that nozzle out oh yeah so because at this yard we do have the the connects the the pieces that hold the nozzle on at another yard we don't hmm. so
1: i wonder if that's becoming a thing in the industry because those handles didn't come with them
3: none of them have it in california yeah. I haven't been to a gas station in California that has it. You have to stand
0: there and shove the your, nozzle on. put your fuel cap in it.
3: Well, of course, yeah, and I, it works perfect. Either the fuel cap or my pocket knife holds there it right yeah. open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we we use rocks and sticks.
5: <laughs> I used a zip tie the other day. That's <laughs> good.
3: <laughs> works good till the till the guy behind you turned the pump on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this next... what do i do with this <laughs> <laughs> this
0: next one's yours brother dave talking about throwing the hoods open with snow on them what did you witness the other day
3: oh i didn't witness it but i see the carnage afterwards and we're having to have some hoods repaired but yeah last week with the snow we had uh we had two hoods that we lost the hood shocks on and uh, what it is is instead of standing at the front of the hood putting your foot in the bumper and pulling the hood over they're standing on the side and throwing the hood open, right? Well, those shocks are designed to help you lift the hood, yeah. right? And then you can push it closed. Well, they're walking around to the sides and just throwing the hoods open, and the only thing stopping the hoods are the shocks. Yeah. So we're, we're either busting shocks or we had – so we broke two shocks and we tore one out of the mount, so we're having yeah. to have the hood repaired next door. Yeah. And I think the shocks – I. I I tried to have Mike give me a price on it. For some reason, I thought, because those shocks are massive. They're right. huge. I think they're like $195 now. Wow. And we broke two of them last week and are having to have one hood repaired. And it's from not opening the hood the way they should be. Yeah. You know? Anytime
0: you say next door, I just see dollar dollar signs.
3: Yeah, oh, at the body shop, yeah. They're not cheap. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess I realize that's the body shop, but it's the truck repair yeah. Repaint. Yep. fiberglass. Yep. Paint and, paint and yeah, GLS is painting
1: painting body is where it does on the books yeah. and yeah. you know if it goes back there it's a cost. Yeah. It's yep. not like, oh, we got something fancy done. No, it's yep. it's a repair.
3: Yeah, yep. so we're well over probably $750 in two hood shocks and one hood repair yep. from, you know, not opening the hood the right way. I mean, it's it's not manufactured that way. You weren't taught that way. You know, there's no hooks in it, there's no handles in it. Stand at the front and open it. If you don't like the snow falling on you, do it slowly and step back. And
5: them... Do all the trucks have brushes to clean the snow off the hood before you open? They it? all have brooms, Rich. Yeah,
3: yeah. And you, yeah, can, you can easily use the broom yeah. and broom the snow off your hood.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just thinking, you know, on this other stuff, Dave. When you talk about that, and and I know years ago, um, the one guy with the rock trailer when we had the barn doors, how he would just step away and let the gate swing. Oh, right. And it would, it would swing Bounce. around and smack the side of the trailer and. He just didn't care about it and that one day i had that conversation with him i was like hey let me see your pickup and i said do you care if i just open your gate and let it drop and he's like no that's gonna mess it up you know and i'm like exactly exactly right that's that's the same thing in the yeah. rock trailer and he's like you know what he said i i just didn't think about it that way you know and i you know lately we 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 watch guys go in and out of the driveways and it's just our driveways, not a job site, you know, not the pit, not the plant or anything like that. But you know that that urge to move and then you give it a little bit of fuel and we just bounce out the driveways. I mean, it's that front end is just we're straight, but we just hit and go out and it just looks so terrible. And I, I see some of the guys' cars that they're driving and they're they're nice cars and I just wonder if. They, they stood there and let me drive their car out the driveway and hit the driveway at the same speed. Mm-hmm. If they Because if, in it, I mean, is a different feeling. But if you just watched what I did to your car right. going out the driveway, I wonder if you'd feel a little bit better. Uh-huh. Or, or not better, but different about Und- it. Yeah. Understand it. Understand more. It's, yeah. Understand. It's that, it's that, okay, it might not feel that bad, but look what the automobile or the truck's doing. You know, and then and then so I'm going back around to the snow on the hood. If we just took one of their pickups and just like flung the hood open, (laughs) I was just waiting for you to
3: finish to say that. Jim, the analogy is going to your car, unlatching the latch, and then throwing your hood up as hard as you can and getting it, getting the hinges to stop as you open the hood, right? They have spring assist there, there, or shocks, right, that help the hood open. So you're throwing it to the the end of those and you're going to damage the hood or their shock,
0: man. Last night teaching moment for Bella. Bella's my 8-year-old daughter, rich and uh man, she's she's such a great kid, but we got to work through things every once in a while. So, now at school, you get a laptop, right? She's got a she got a Chromebook. Well, my wife calls me yesterday and says, "Hey, we got to pay 220 bucks for Bella's Chromebook." I'm like, "For what?" She's like, "She spilled water on it." <clears> oh. <throat> yeah. I'm like, "Okay." She's like, "And she didn't tell anybody. She just Pretended it didn't happen. Brought the Chromebook to to school and told the teacher <laughs> it doesn't yeah. work. It doesn't work, right? So they got down to the bottom of it, and I'm like, okay. So we get home last night, and you know, we worked through the de- 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 deceiving part of, you know, how come you didn't just come and tell us? And you know, we let her know it's okay. And then I was like, well, what do you want to do? you know i have the receipt and it's highlighted <laughs> what do you want to do about this bell and it broke my heart like it was really hard for me to do and she's like well i know i have 77 dollars downstairs dad i think i should give that to you and i'm like i think you're right you know and it was it was hard to take that money and i put it in my safe like i might end up giving it back to her like when she say because she wants to buy a tablet like she's saving up for a tablet she gets 10 bucks a week allowance She did that little modeling gig and got 50 bucks for freezing a little butt off a few weeks ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. So eventually I would like to give that money back to her, but how do you, how do you teach a kid that,
4: you
2: know, like, I think you did. Yeah. I hope so. That's how you do it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And it wasn't until I had a kid, Jim, that I realized tough love was the parent,
4: (laughs) right? Right? Uh, It's hard on the
3: parent. (laughs) The kids got it easy, man. That tough love means it's hard, right?
1: On the parent to do that so you did good yeah, yeah i yeah. wouldn't want to i mean it's not the right words for bella but you know the money wasn't the money it was right. now she has skin in the game
0: exactly yeah. she is yeah, learning she, she, yeah because she, she doesn't really understand she she knew she, she and she's got such art she had a hundred dollars a few weeks ago well she wanted to buy my wife a twenty dollar husky do you know what a plushie is it's like a stuffed animal mm. like yeah. yeah you know and I, I just want to tell like, Bella, like, save you 20 bucks, you know yeah. what I mean? But her heart, like, oh, yeah. I, want I want it. Dad, like, I picked it out. I did research. She tells me, you know, will you buy it on Amazon, it's $21, and I'll give you the money. I'm like, yeah, we'll do that. You know what I mean? So now she's learning, like, how long it took her to come up with this money, and it's gone. Yeah. Now you got to
5: save it back up again. And when she's older, you'll see the result of this lesson. Ah, yep. I, hope yeah. So, yeah. I
4: hope so,
0: I hope so.
2: Tough love. It's, it's yeah. tough.
1: Yeah, because if you spill water on her Chromebook, she's going to get some money from you.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she'll take yeah. that
1: glass of water and move it way <laughs> over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah wa- that'll be the last time. Yeah. Did yep.
0: I did I say a glass of water? I never said a glass of no, water. No, you just but said I'm water. Water. She'll keep the water away. I assumed away. a glass. How about a water balloon?
3: <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> wow. Yeah, nothing good comes from water
0: balloons. Nothing. In the house? Uh, right. When my wife told her to quit messing with the balloons. Oh. So
3: yeah. is, is that an Adams 12 school?
0: Uh, I think so. I,
3: I mean, yeah. I'm just guessing because yeah. Westminster, Westminster, that's where Sam goes, right? Yeah. So they have an insurance program.
0: Right. I mean, that I'm sure now you'll <laughs> join because she'll,
3: she'll have a Chromebook the rest of the way through, yeah. Yeah, we through probably, graduation.
0: We probably opted out of that. I didn't... I. Honestly, I just see a Chromebook, I don't think like, Oh, yeah. where did the Chromebook come from? Like it's yeah. part of our school, you know? Like- yeah,
3: I think every parent is thrilled, like, Oh, they don't we don't have to be responsible for books anymore, the Chromebook and then they have this happen to a Chromebook. I mean, right. we've been there, done that, Jim. It right. wasn't water, but I don't remember. I think it was just dropped, right? Because right? you're supposed to have it in a case and right. all of that. And I think Sam actually dropped his backpack, if I'm not mistaken, mm. and something happened to it. Right. And there we were at the store that night trying to get another Chromebook or get it repaired or whatever the case was. I don't even remember right. it this time. And it's like, ah, oh, man, what a. Yeah. Give me a book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love that kid. All right, moving on. Have we talked about soft shoulders lately?
1: <laughs> are, yeah. those, are those the supple, luxurious ones you might find on a woman that you <laughs> see in a tank top? Yeah, in a tank top. Absolutely, soft shoulders. Yes. Okay. Soft shoulders. <laughs> Some of them have a tattoo, or maybe on a man. I'm just, <laughs> I, I want to be
4: not totally going equal. there. Better be soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> there be
0: yeah, so we had uh, we had somebody get stuck the other day, and it seems like we just talked about this last week or the Yesterday. week before. Yeah. If you're pulling over on the side of the road, you got to know what you're pulling onto. You know, those, so- those shoulders, I almost said soldiers, those shoulders are super soft right now. They're muddy, they're wet, really easy to
1: get stuck. Yeah, how, how's your job sites, Rich? They are nice and dry, right? right no, now? they're awful. <laughs>
5: they are we are we're in an area we call the swamp yeah. <laughs> right now and everything around us drains right where we're trying to lay pipe. Are uh, you still
0: over by one oh fourth?
5: Yeah, well we're right up right behind HBS Trash Company oh. in the um right north of hundred and twentieth, right off Highway Two. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're so, working
0: the other way. You're, you we're working? working
5: we're working from north to south. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah
0: that's what i thought gotcha yeah well
5: we're we're doing bores and stuff under 104th right now we have stuff going in about six different places huh gotcha
1: yeah so back to the soft shoulders and you know i just joked with rich about the mud and stuff and and i think yesterday's deal was the the driver had a blowout or a flat tire and pulled to the side but you can't every situation you just got to can't panic even if you need to stop right. throw on the four ways and go okay what do i need to do or or get a hold of the shop or anything like that we're just every place we're going to go and you know today's storm it dried up maybe a little bit this week, or melted a little bit. Yeah,
3: Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and and yesterday were pretty dang nice, right? You and know, and the, got, wind yeah, the wind helped dry and yeah, melt a lot. It really yeah. dry yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But,
5: but the frost is coming out of the ground. <laughs> exactly. We were seeing Rich. we were seeing yeah. eighteen inches of frost there for a little while where we're digging, and just because the surface looks dry. Mm-hmm. that subsurface is just getting softer and softer right. with the nice weather yeah and
2: i bet you haven't seen that in years have you Rich? we
5: haven't uh yeah. i can't remember a year that we've had snow on the ground since before christmas mm-hmm. i mean it's just yeah. until I just the re- last couple yeah days. i remember
2: years ago like at aurora pipe jobs and stuff they'd have you know 500 tons of frost just piled off to the side <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. and yeah. Just, right you haven't seen that in yeah. years
5: right yeah
0: Yep, last thing on the discussion is JFW standards on the CB radio. So everyone knows we have two radios. We have the company radio and the CB radio. We refer to the company radio as the family channel because we're supposed to watch what we're saying on there. You also want to watch what you're saying on the CB radio. We can't be over at Brandon's Properties talking trash, you know, and making a bad name for ourselves. We got to be respectful to uh, their employees and each other on that radio. You know, you don't have to be quite as polite, but you know.
3: I mean, with your when you're running with your buddy, say what yeah. you want to say. When you're out yeah. together having fun, whatever, right. you know, to a degree, right? Yeah. But On I mean, a
1: different channel. Than yeah, the pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. When yeah. you're in with a pit or the customer or whatnot, right. I mean, you need to pretend like that microphone you're holding is you're standing looking at somebody in their face, right. talking to them. Good point. So yep.
1: yeah, I just look at it as the shopping cart. <clears throat> yep. There is no police for the CB. Right. There's yeah. nobody holding you accountable. Yeah. You can say whatever the hell you want on it and probably not going to get in trouble.
0: You know, and, and the the situation arose, right? And the driver I was talking to about this is, well, so-and-so was doing this on the radio. I'm like, well, he doesn't work for JFW. Right. You know what I mean? We can't control what other people yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. we could take the high road. We could sound more professional. It's okay to joke. You got to know your audience. But even your audience may change day to day. What kind of mood are they in? You know. But well, at the end of the day, they're our customer.
1: Yeah. I mean, how many times, just for our guys, and I mean, you're right, Jan. We can't control the other drivers. The other people in the other trucks didn't put the shopping carts up. But how many times does our family members here announce on the company radio that they have their kids riding with them? Yeah. You know, 8, 9, 10, 12, I don't know. Because right. it is the coolest thing to have them get on the radio, say good morning. Yep. And then they got to listen to the trash on the CB. Right. Because you have to have it on in the pit. Right. I mean, it, it's just, it's, you That's know, good point. Ho- hopefully that doesn't come from our teammates. Yep. You know, again, you can't control the other truck drivers. Yep. But even then, bring you know, bring some class. Be better. Yeah. Lead by example. Right? Yep. Yeah. Rich, it's
0: Take the high road.
1: Yeah awesome All right,
0: rich it's showtime been trying to get to this part of the podcast for 12
5: hours this will be real quick okay. <laughs>
0: we're gonna we're gonna drag it out we're gonna drag it out typically <clears throat> we get a guest on I start stalking to guests but I have a few days to do it you know this was like hey we got rich coming tomorrow okay great
1: which uh, which is because it was a snow day right. and because and Dave mentioned having rich on right. quite a few you know weeks ago and yeah. i was like how oh, with the snow tomorrow can rich come day yeah, yeah i mean usually we give people four days notice rich yeah. had
3: like four hours yeah. <laughs> yeah. called him after lunch like hey yep. do you want to come to the podcast tomorrow typically
0: <laughs> I, I find somebody that knows the guest and i try to get dirt so i did find somebody that knows you i try to get some dirt and that would be drew cordova do you know who that is
5: yeah. He not, works, I don't know very well, but it rings a bell. Yeah, he works
0: with your brother Travis. Yep. And then your niece actually, I think, works directly for him. That's correct. Yeah. So I was like, you got anything on this rich guy? And he's like, <laughs> he's like I don't. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> you know, your your Facebook is clean. Like, there's... there's well, the the good news... <laughs>
5: The reason we're clean is because when Dave and I grew up, not everything was recorded (laughs) or on video. Right. So thank God there
3: wasn't cell phones in the eighties. That's right. Uh,
5: so we were able to maintain a pretty clean, uh, background. That's cool. If you
3: didn't have a police record, it didn't happen. Right.
5: (laughs)
0: I did have the pleasure of meeting you once before out in Nebraska. I can't remember. Was it a few weeks before my wedding or at the wedding?
5: No, it was before. Before. You I, guys were out there looking at Just the, looking yeah, at stuff. At yeah, the, you and your wife were out there hanging that's out. That's right, out and, yeah. yeah.
0: Got to talk to you for, I talked to you more today than I did for two days. <laughs> but, yeah, it was good to know you. So, so Rich, you are a senior superintendent at Garney Construction. That refers to my age. Is that all the senior is? <laughs>
5: In my world, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, when do you go from super to senior super? Good question, I guess, when the Garney upper management decides. Uh-huh yeah okay. it's just a different uh employee code really gotcha. that everybody has a different code so. so you get paid more money to be th- seen pretty much that's the reason gotcha yeah. okay <laughs> we're
0: gonna start calling you senior super dave <laughs> i like it
2: I, i'm older you? than every anybody at this table so <laughs> yeah, i have earned it i like it
0: you were teasing a little bit about going to high school with brother dave and and mikey so what what was that like were you guys like oh it was you guys like bff it juggled? was
5: it was fun i mean dave was irresistible because he's i mean he's cool now but he was cool back then too so he had the coolest car 65 mustang right Dave? <laughs> yeah black blue pin striping 289 he cool now? Was well if you ask him he says yes so huh. i have to believe I said yes back then too yeah <laughs> <laughs> and what was mikey like mikey was he was also mikey had this uh um, array about him he always had this big group of people around him he drove a nova too by the oh, way very cool so uh, but he always cool. yeah yeah he had a he had this big group of people where people wherever, <laughs> <Big group pee-pee. laughs> wherever wherever mikey was we called him buff oh, uh nice. back then but wherever buff was he had this he had a party going on around him it, it yeah. is kind of funny rich because <laughs> as as
1: mikey has become senior uh, shot foreman uh-huh. the red has <laughs> faded to a gray uh-huh. so there's not as much buff now. Yeah. Yeah. So it comes uh, with that it's, senior it's like right? all
5: of us fading to that gray right yeah. uh-huh. so we've shifted to Mikey
0: right? Uh-huh. right were you guys good kids or did you get into a lot of fights or
5: no we were pretty good kids yeah. uh, we, we all stayed pretty clean to my knowledge I can't speak for Dave but, um. <laughs> we we uh, caused a little bit of trouble we, we found out that uh, you know rebuilt 289 wasn't as fast as a you know a A big block uh, (laughs) or a bike you know know, some of them bikes were fast but
0: were you just challenging the world with your 289
5: i mean why not yeah that's awesome man yeah yeah
0: so when they said you were coming on uh brother dave told me that if it moves you want to shoot it you're a big hunter so what is your favorite thing to hunt?
5: Oh, I would, right. I mean, right now I I would say pheasants. Yeah. I like to hunt pheasants. That's okay. a good rush. It's good exercise. You can hunt as much or as little as you want. And it takes a lot less commitment. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Hey, that looks good. Let's run through that pile of brush and see if anything comes out. Gotcha. Uh, it's not like the big game stuff where you really have to make a time commitment, spend a lot of time and right. you have to get into it if you want to be successful. Uh-huh.
0: I did see some pictures. Looks like you uh got an antelope maybe recently or not so recently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little, so little speed
5: goat. Kind of a kind of a funny story. Uh Hayden and I, my son and I have been applying for a buck license in colorado for 17 years and there was a trophy area over by Maybell, colorado oh, unit 11 right. mm. that was a trophy area and then about two years before <laughs> <laughs> two years before i actually drew my tag they had a real bad uh winter kill over there oh yeah so the antelope numbers were way down and we hunted for two days and and i wound up shooting the best buck that i could find nice in those two days yeah, but good. uh it was it was way less than what we were expecting to find over there. Uh-huh. They just they just weren't there. There was guys over there shooting twelve and thirteen inch bucks, Wow. and it took fifteen years to wow. get the tag. Huh. Wow! It was just crazy. So, gotcha. Do you ever go elk hunting out there? Uh, we I usually buy an elk tag, mm-hmm. but when my dad was alive, we would go. It was annually. We had a big group. My uncle, my dad my brother my cousins everybody would go up to wester red feathers on dead man oh wow and it was it was a big party we weren't very successful but we would go uh since you know he's got sick we we kind of quit going i haven't been going gotcha too much lately
0: okay i did see uh, a picture of a whitetail as well
5: yeah <clears throat> do you like do you prefer whitetail over muleys or i do, you do. A- i think that's the minnesota boy in me that oh, minnesota gotcha. primarily has whitetails Sure. so if you go eastern colorado mm-hmm. there's quite a few whitetails out there so okay. my son and i often apply for a tag out along the river and we go sit up on public land mostly gotcha is it tough to get a tag out there Uh, you can draw a buck tag about every three years. Okay. So it's not too terrible. Very cool. Do Uh, any geese hunting and stuff like that? Yeah, we used to, it didn't even buy tag or uh, stamps this year to hunt geese. We've slowly are losing our properties to hunt on and, um, just busy at work and spending time with grandkids. So (coughs) I didn't get out this year, but yeah, we used to hunt a lot of geese. When you say you're slowly losing your properties to hunt on what, what does that mean? So the 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 best property I had to hunt on was owned by a man named Henry Zimmerman, and he died about, oh, four years ago. Huh. And uh, yeah. the, the farmer that leased the land from him absolutely hated goose hunters and hated me being out there, but he couldn't do anything about it because Henry would let me go. Right. So when Henry passed away, his sister took control of the property, and she let me hunt the next year after he passed away. But this farmer continually bothered her to not let goose hunters out there. And he finally got his way. So now she says, well, Bill doesn't want anybody to be out there. So anyway, she kind of said no. So we lost that property. Um, There was another property close to Bertha that we used to hunt. And the guy decided to lease it for... Goose two thousand bucks a year and i just wasn't going to pay money to kill a goose so
0: so my buddy owns rain and skies waterfowl club oh nice and he's got probably <clears throat> i don't want to exaggerate but i must say 80 properties yeah so he goes out he'll get he'll get on like onyx hunt find a property go out contact the landowner pay them they go out they dig the pit you know, and they'll take care of some other things for the farmers while they're out there. Yeah. But yeah, if you got guys like that buying their properties for their waterfowl clubs, that's got to make it tough too.
5: And that's what it's coming to yeah. is these farmers are, are giving up their properties to these guys that are willing to pay. Which, yeah. yeah, you know, and some of the
0: properties pay more than others. But you know, I think to to join his club is like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know how many members he has, but some of those properties may get two grand a month.
3: Oh yeah, you know. Know what I mean, I'm just thankful it wasn't a government issue. You right. know what I mean? Like that's probably the only thing the government's uh, not trying to dip into. <laughs> now that they've listened
1: to the podcast, though, later this afternoon, Well, that, you know, press that's the weird thing. Did not city and county of Denver buy the gun club out here at, on uh, right Sable? And you're like, right? I totally out of forgot everything that everything going on in Colorado and Denver, the state, the state, the state of the state, Colorado, yeah. bought. The gun, the gun club, club on, out there. On, not Sable. Uh, Bromley. Bromley Lane. What? Yep. Oh, oh Colorado Clays. Yes. Yeah, Colorado Clays. Really? Yes. yes. The, state for the state? Is that and, the craziest thing you've ever heard? Wow. And they let they let Cape, well, last time it was out there, they let a lot of the old owners or the people run it and just left it set up, but the state runs it all. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. And you'd think they'd be a little bit against guns.
5: That's a control thing. At one point, they'll say...
1: Yeah, done yeah. and then you can't rich, right? Yep. right? Yeah. That's right. they're
5: they're setting themselves up for the control. It'll be a
0: uh, what is it, like a preservation or something like that. They'll, right? They'll change Open it. space. Oh, there yeah. you go. Or electric mm-hmm. guns.
5: Electric, electric guns. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <I> couldn't. <laughs> Hold
3: on. Let me I think me. those are called lasers. <laughs> I'm going I'm going hunting <laughs> next <laughs> weekend. I need to charge my battery.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Let me stick it out here in the sun. <laughs> I'm reloading. Three
1: 30 minutes. I'm reloading. What you shooting? Yeah. I got a solar M80 here.
3: <laughs> Why are you standing like that? Well, I got to have my back to the sun so my solar panel charges my gun.
0: You got a little solar panel half <laughs> the wire that goes down to the gun? Oh, my God. All right, Rich, so you've been. Um, the reason I bring this up is just you're a very committed guy. You've been at Garney a long time, and we'll get into that. But you also been married for 30 years or over 30 years. I did have the pleasure of meeting your wife. I mentioned she seemed like a very nice person. What is your secret to a happy marriage? I mean, <laughs> and most of the time I ask that, I get the same answer. Yes, dear. <laughs> but I think that's bullshit. I think there's more to it. <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> so when
5: I, I, I got home about 7 last night and uh, we were, I was going over this, page and i was reading the questions and i got to this question and i says all right what does it say here what is the secret to being to happily marriage and uh she's um, without hesitation turned to me and said be quiet (laughs) 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 but we both laughed and she it was totally uh a, a joke but uh for for us we we took the vows 31 Mm. years Mm. and two months ago we took the vows and those vows have to mean something yes and and it is about commitment it's about integrity it's about faithfulness and it's Mm. about loving each other Mm. and it's not always easy but you took those vows and it's a commitment so until death do us part honey <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're stuck with me.
0: <laughs> I actually love that answer because your vows, I mean, it's a covenant, not a contract. That's right. You know what I mean? And a lot of people te- treat marriage as a contract. Like, yeah, we're good. Unless this happens, we'll break the contract. You know yeah. what I mean? So when you look at it as a covenant, It's a lot different. So I really do like that answer. That's
5: awesome. I I think respect plays a huge part. If we don't respect each other, it's probably not going to work for 30 years. So we have to respect each other. And communicate. Well, I'm not sure that, I mean... uh I mean, she said be quiet. Communi- <laughs> communicate is important, but I've... Listen, if anybody- how about that? <laughs> how about not communicate so much? If, Listen. Right? If anybody's a bad communicator, it's me for sure. <laughs> so there's, there you can get through marriage and not be a great communicator, but it would sure help.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, we're we're on, I call this radio, but on the podcast here, Rich is going up and down like a wave with his hand. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? For everybody that's listening and...
0: The small waves, so though. He's not like...
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, but that's life.
4: Right. You have mm-hmm.
3: highs and lows, I right? Do. That's Absolutely. family, that's raising kids, that's marriage, that's business, that's day-to-day things. Yep. You have great days, and you have some not-so-great days, you know? But yep. they're still good days, it may not feel like it, but you need to keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. marriage you is know? like a
2: is like life. It's a process, you know. Or like not, a box of chocolates. N- not every day is <laughs> you know butterflies and roses. And yeah, right. I think love is what holds that together. Yeah, yeah. you know. Sure, you argue tooth and nail. And then maybe don't talk to each other for three days or whatever but it's love that's the blue that brings you back together Dave. <laughs> three, de- three days wow. wow hey i gotta hand it i gotta hand it to jackie when i was homesick on thursday and friday i was the crabbiest mfer you could ever imagine and she she knows what i'm like we've been together for 37 years you yeah know? so yeah. She, she hung in there thank you honey <laughs> that's awesome that's Dave. Funny.
0: So you got uh, you got two two kids. You got a son who works with you at Garney on your crew. Yep, and a daughter who's married with two children. So we kind of talked a little bit earlier. Do you feel like a successful parent,
5: and why? Oh yeah, I I do feel like a successful parent, and I'm not gonna try to sound like I'm bragging, but I have two very very good kids. Mm-hmm. Um, their they their work ethic is second to none. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly's got the two two kids, so I have two grandkids. Maddie, we call her Maddie May. Her wow. name's Madison. Nice. Uh, so Maddie May and Isaiah, and and they're just fantastic. She is a great mother. She's married to Nathan. Shout out to Nathan. He's a school teacher. Oh my gosh, the most oh, wow. patients in the in the world. What grade be, or high school? High or? school. Wow. He's a, he teaches. At the school that he uh, went to in Loveland, Loveland. Oh wow, wow, wow. So um, and uh, just Give, giving su- it
1: back. Rich, sorry not to interrupt you, but he's giving it back.
5: Absolutely, he's yeah. giving it back, and he's super positive about it too. <laughs> wow, um, which is has to be hard to do. Oh yeah. You ask him how the kids are, and he'll never tell you that they're questionable or bad or awful. He they're great. Ah. He just loves being around the kids, and uh, he's ah. a super. He's just as good of a dad. I mean, he's fantastic. Sounds he, like he's got a good heart. You know? I haven't been around him a lot, Rich, but he seems like the
3: kindest human being. He is. I mean, he just truly is so easy-natured or just
5: so nice. I kid with him and his parents all the time. They usually come over for master's parties. We actually, we're going to the Sticks concert with them on Thursday <laughs> oh, night. Oh, nice. But um, they are the absolute <laughs> nicest people in the world. Nice. I mean, it's just... That's cool. It, it's mind-blowing how nice somebody could be. Wow. Ah
4: yeah (laughs) right and it's real right
3: i mean we talk about that all the time when dave goes through the interviews and and jam is kind of keyed on it and created the the comment of it but when we interview a person for a job you're meeting their best representative right right a lot of times that's not the person you get and i get nathan is that guy Right. Yeah. right he he is his best representative all
5: the time he
3: is that's who he, he
5: is. is positive i've never seen him huh. we we show the roller coaster the hand wave going up and down like Jesus. that but he is just Steady. solid as a rock and nice. he is always kind and compassionate he's a great father now you
0: talked about your daughter's work i think i'm sure she works hard being a mom but what, did she do something before that
5: uh, well she went to school she she um was doing cardiac rehab oh, before wow. she got pregnant and decided to stay home with kids so um she was very successful at doing cardiac rehab and just chose to to be a mom and now she's working part-time for a a financial company so she gets to work from home it's a good combination and my wife gets to watch the kids a lot so It's fantastic. Yeah.
0: What a great choice to be able to make and sounds yep. like a win win for
5: everybody. Win win, yeah. And then your
0: son, I mean, we saw a little video uh, on, on LinkedIn with it was a tribute or a piece on you. Yeah, it was highlight. a featured employee featured. You There on, you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And your son, he is a main pipe layer. He you?
5: he he is, he has been, he's been with Garney for ten almost ten years now already. Wow. So he's my right hand man. Nice. I couldn't even imagine uh doing my job without him that's awesome so he was a pipe layer uh the level of trust that I put in him and just knowing that I don't have to worry about anything when he's doing it right. is priceless nice um but he ha- we have actually hired a pipe layer and against his will I've basically forced him into a machine and now he's doing the backfill gotcha on the um on the pipeline so right. Uh, he, I'm, I'm not convinced that he likes it yet, ah. <laughs> but I need him to be well-rounded sure. and, and going out of your comfort zone. He's comfortable in the trench. He loves being in the trench, laying the pipe, the, wow. um, precision that it takes to make sure that every single piece is online and grade. Wow. Um, he has that, he loves it and he's really good at it. Wow. Um, but I, I really, before I retire, hopefully in a couple of years i need him to be more rounded or i want him to be more rounded sure so now how
0: long has he been on your
5: crew the whole time the whole time yep, he's been with me the whole time that's awesome mm-hmm. awesome 10 years
0: <laughs> now you started out working for your dad um was it also doing pipe
5: yeah yeah okay. Yep. Yeah, we uh Kind of a, a funny story. A week after Dave and I graduated high school, he had this bright idea to move into this old house on. <laughs> it was into, your grandparents' house. You went on Uinta uh, Street, just off Colfax. East Colfax. I <laughs> refer to it as East Colfax. My mother must have been mortified <laughs> at the neighborhood that we were living in, but uh it was a great time. And but we had to pay rent, mm-hmm. and in order to pay rent, I needed a job, and. Back in the late 80s, the economy wasn't as good as it has been. Uh, so it was hard to find a job. And luckily, my father kept me employed uh, at the con- at his company where he worked. And that kind of led into my career. I tell people that I didn't choose construction. It chose me because, uh, believe me, I tried. going. Uh, I didn't go to college. I didn't do any schooling or get an education. So right. um, I applied at lots and lots of other places. Fresh out of high school, but the only place I could draw a paycheck was washing equipment and changing oil for my dad in the yard. Ah. And you
0: said you wanted to follow his footsteps, and you followed him to Grimm, which was born bought out by Barney after jumping around for a little bit. Brother Dave says, I don't remember him ever jumping around.
5: Yeah. So what, what, I, what were those jobs? They were all construction jobs. I worked ah. for, um, I mean... The long and the short of it was we were we were at a company called Teardale. And then we went to... Which your dad was a partner in. He was right, a partner Rich? in, yep. And then him and Tim Meyer split up. Right. And my dad went to Graham. I went to a company called... No, actually, my dad went to BTC. Oh. And I went to BTC. And then the winter came along and they laid everybody off because it was just too cold to work. So we got job-attached layoff. Uh-huh. I went to... Uh, a place in longmont and i can't think of the name of it but it's a warehouse mm-hmm. i applied my dad said that looks like a great place for a young man to get his foot in the door <laughs> <laughs> so i went and applied and they actually gave me a job but it was graveyard shift working oh. in the freezer pulling order for wow. uh convenience stores gotcha oh it was awful
0: oh so was it for like mclean's or yeah
5: mclean's that's exactly there where you it go was. right yeah. there in longmont yep, yep. So McLean's that lasted about three months. And when springtime broke, I went back to the construction, worked for AUI. And then I went back, I went to Graham. They shipped me out of town. I was freshly married, mm. decided out of town wasn't the best choice. So I came back to AUI. And then in November of 92, I landed back at Graham after, I don't know, five job changes in the last two years or three years landed at Grimm And I've been there ever since. Right. Gotcha. And what year did Garney buy Grimm? Uh So the buyout happened in April of 2000. Okay, so... Yeah, so 23 years, okay. almost 23 years ago. Gotcha. And you, so, so you were like eight years at Grimm. Yep. Gotcha. And those years of service counted. The reason that I can say I have you 30 years of service is those Grimm years counted towards seniority.
0: Now, you're considered a employee owner. Yep. And I heard you say on the feature... That your son is also going to be or is a...
5: Every single person that works at Garney is an employee owner. So we refer to them as EOs. Gotcha. Employee owners. Okay. So we're a 100% employee-owned company. We don't have uh, one owner. Gotcha. Yeah. And
0: what does that look like? What does that mean to people listening?
5: Well, it it means that if you come to work for Garney, you're going to be a stockholder. Stockholder. Yeah, yeah, if you if you st- every every year that you work there, if you meet the requirements, which is a thousand hours of service, mm-hmm. you're going to get fifteen percent of whatever you make in that calendar year into stock. into your stock account, and then next year you'll get another fifteen, and the next year you'll get another fifteen. Well, those shares you will get stock shares, and if those if the company continues to grow and those stock oh. shares continue to increase. Um, your retirement count is going to increase substantially. Gotcha. And that's the ESOP? That's the ESOP, Employee Stock Ownership Program. Got
0: it. Okay. And then, so do you need to work the 1,000 hours first? Like, somebody signs up, they got to work a 1,000 hours. Well,
5: the thing is... You just have to start soon enough in the year. Typically, June or July is the cutoff in order to get a thousand hours before the end of the year. So that makes sense,
3: Rich. I just did the. You said thousand hours. I'm like, how many weeks is that? Yeah, that's that's. You're spot on. You work about 52 weeks at 40 hours a week. Is two thousand forty hours or something like right. that. Right. So your spot hours. on six months yep. is a thousand hours. Yep. So
5: you just have to start soon enough to get those thousand hours. You can start in January and easily get the thousand hours. Gotcha. And that's a vesting year to get. If you get a thousand hours, it's a vesting year. If you don't get a thousand hours, you still get the money put into your account. You're just not vested. Got it. You will, if you stay long enough, get that money because you're you're going to vest over a 6 year period of time. Is that what it is? 6 yeah. years, 6 years to be vested. Yep.
0: So, have you ever went to terminate somebody and they're like, "I'm an employee
5: owner. You can't terminate me." <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't tell very many people this, but I have a secret saying and you know, it's easy to tell people we're 100% employee owned by others <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh yeah i mean it's just we still have to follow the rules we're still a company we still have policies sure. uh, just because we're owners don't mean we get to make our own rules we right. still have uh council members and board members and we we have to follow the rules just like any other company we
3: all answer to someone right yeah. rich yeah
5: absolutely
2: yeah everybody yeah. has a boss huh? yeah, yeah everybody
1: Rich, and do you sit on a board i don't No, do and want then to? and then sorry Jim, oh, go, go okay. i just didn't want to get too far because um rich also said so the last time i talked to you how much does garney expect to grow every year rich don't they have like a yep
5: so our target to grow every year is 6%.
1: So you're, you're the company's vesting you and they have a goal of growing 6% every year as long as you're part of that company. Right. And I, I found that so interesting that they already, you know, all the employees have a goal, right? I mean, yep. basically. And then they're, they're rewarding you for that. So I just, I just wanted to throw that in there. Yep. Yep. Not, not
3: to get off into the weeds and technical, Rich, but what determines the growth? Is that 6%? Of, of money earned or 6% of your employees? Like, you know, I mean, Garney has, what, 1,500 employees across the nation? Yeah, we're,
5: we're like 1,900. So okay, yeah. So our, our target is 6% average. Uh, of, of people? You want to grow by 6%
3: yep. people? Yep. Okay. 6%, but Which obvious- all,
5: of, all of the above, Dave. Okay. So we don't okay. just look at the number of people that we have. That's not how we determine our growth. But we also look at our backlog and we look at our revenue for the year. Sure. You know, how did we do 6% more revenue than we did last year? So there's... Right. It's it's kind of a combined It's not cut and dry. It's, it's not. not one item. Sure. Right. Yeah. So this particular year we grew we actually grew 15% because of the amount of work in Arizona and Texas and wow. even even Colorado. We didn't grow as much in Colorado, but mm-hmm. as a company we grew 15%. That's so. huge. It is. Yeah. It is. And it's they're they're real cautious about growing too fast. They know that there's gonna be growing pains if we grow too fast. Mm-hmm. So they wanna average six percent. I would expect them to cut that back a little bit next year for sure.
0: Yeah. Are there a lot of guys or girls there that have been there thirty plus years?
5: Uh no. No. Not not that many. We have, you know, quite a few 20 year 20. guys. My my excavator operator, Mario has been with me for 20, this will be his 26th year. Wow! So he was with you at Grimm? He was with me at Grimm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. So there's a few employee owners staggered out through Colorado that were here with the Grimm buyout that have, you know, 20 plus years of service.
0: Now, I don't know if you'll be able to say this because you've been at the same place for so long. Do you feel that employee ownership actually empowers people? Like, do they feel empowered? Do, do, do they seem more
5: bought in or did vested? I, I hope so. We right. see both ends of the spectrum. We okay. see the people that totally buy into it. We see the people that think it's just another job, right? Got they right. don't believe that they're going to be owners. We gotcha. see both ends of the spectrum. Um, I consider myself an ESOP ambassador. I I spend as much time as anybody wants to spend explaining the whole process to them and telling them why it's important to take care of tools, take care of equipment. Ah, They need to know that it is your money too, right? When someone else makes a mistake, we all pay for it. Ah, So let's watch out for each other. I like it. So currently you are working on a project called
0: the Second Creek Interceptor Project, correct? Correct. you want to tell us a little bit about that?
5: Sure. It's a a difficult project. It's about 18 miles of sewer for Metro Water Recovery, formerly known as Metro Wastewater District. Uh Um, So it's a big contract. It's about $132 million contract. Uh, Like I said, 18 miles. There's... 14 maybe up to 15 bores and tunnels on the project right now we have three major tie-in points after the pipeline is substantially complete we'll have to go and introduce flows into the pipe so we're looking hard at that now it'll probably happen the first part of 24. wow um, but yeah, it'll have consumed three years of my career. It's a, huh. it's a, it's a legacy project for me. I, I feel like I'm at the tail end of my, huh. of my career. And, uh, it's, it's been a challenge, but it's also been a fun and rewarding project. And I'm super proud to be a part of it. Nice. So and guys, you could jump in whenever you want. Yeah.
3: I guess I want to know. Yeah. What does? Where is that carrying sewer to and from? <laughs> right, is it going from the south to the north to the to uh, so to all, the metro
5: district? All the sewer that goes through this pipe that we're installing will end up in Brighton at the new sewer treatment plant there at one hundred and sixtieth and Highway eighty five that we built seven years ago. Wow, yeah. I was going to say like three. Oh my gosh, Rich, yeah. time flies. So mm-hmm. that's the uh, metro a uh, wastewater facility that, yeah. that so is built. that
3: facility at what half capacity
5: oh it's if that even right really now. yeah wow they, they built it for this for this pipe huh. i it, thought
0: about working there but i don't take shit from anybody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and on Oh, that, we're back to the dad jokes <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and on that kind of stuff rich is that because that has to go to a pump station at some point and then pumped some miles because you can't have flow for 18 miles of downhill or so uphill to brighton
5: <laughs> one of the reasons jim that this project is so challenging is is because there's aging lift stations upstream from us that they want to take out of service and all three connection points that we have on this project are at lift stations it's a deep wet nasty pipeline and the whole purpose is to take these lift stations out of service everything will be gravity really everything will be gravity from where we at our tie-in points yeah there's also other projects there's we call them stakeholders that south adams county water district brighton uh commerce city all have connection points to this line and they'll eventually tie into it so it's built with what size is the line So it starts at 60. It's 72 going into the plant. 72 inches going into the plant. 72 into the plant where we started this segment. There was a seven-mile segment that was done. They called it the South Platte Interceptor that was done by another company five years ago. Um, So this segment starts at 60 inch. Almost all of my segment that I'm in charge of is 54 and 48 inch. Wow. So it's a four to
3: five to six foot sewer line. Yep. And And at what capacity is that line when it when it's gonna go into use, is that line a quarter full, half full? I mean you'd hope it's not over half, right?
5: <laughs> no, I think if you go over half you've underdesigned it. Right? right. I guess that's why I'm yeah. 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 There's there's capacity. I can't tell you the exact percentage of capacity, but there's <laughs> going to be capacity like I said for Depends these other Depends on the
2: time of day, right? <laughs> right?
5: <laughs> right? so yeah there's Dull other flush, connection points right. <laughs> uh they've planned for a lot of development between here. You guys have seen the construction, the amount of construction that's gone on oh yeah and and there doesn't appear to be slowing down too much right now, but um, uh, there's just a lot of dirt moving, a lot of houses being built and so so when we say south, i mean it's i
3: I kind of describe it as diagonal a little bit, yeah. obviously right going south, south and east and where does it end out east? Is it is it past DIA? Is it out like towards where the spaceport's
5: going to be or I don't know where, where does this, it end? I don't know where the spaceport is, but one of our connection points, our first connection point is at the Gateway Lift Station, which is at 64th and Tower Road. So the and Gateway,
3: the whole new subdivision that's being built out in Aurora, right? That, well, isn't that Gateway? There's
5: an old city and county of Denver lift station that sits behind the Hyatt Regency Hotel at, at P- basically Pina, where the light rail goes through. Okay. Mm-hmm. It'd be south of that and east of Tower Road. Gotcha. There's a lift station. You can't see it. You would never know it's there just driving by. Yeah. You have to get on the the access into it. Yeah. Um, Most people don't even know there's lift stations
3: in sewage. You know what I mean? They just, oh, yeah. Like, no. The people. average person, does. they flush the... T- it's like electricity. It's just in the plug mm-hmm. and... I don't know where my water or toilet water or shower Just water goes away, right. right? I mean, the average person has no idea what that takes. Yep. I mean, I laugh because there's a lift station right down here at the end of our street for South for South Adams County water and sanitation. And <laughs> you remember Larry Jones, yeah? right? So he works there. Once a month, they have to come down and start the generator in case there's a power outage. They verify the generator is going to work. And it pumps everything. Its main supply at that particular point is the truck stop yep mm. and i kind gonna laugh at that like a truck stop needs its own <laughs> lift station <laughs> right yep yeah. so right come exactly come I get so it. anyway yeah. ah. keep keep going Rich, yeah sorry. so
5: anyway that's one of the connection points and uh four years ago we did what we call the segment 1e for the city of aurora that takes off from that lift station And goes up almost all the way to the Gaylord Hotel. Oh, wow. So now there's another project that's getting ready to start up by another contractor. It's called the First Creek Interceptor that's going to pick up from our segment 1E and and take it uh, 12 miles further to the north or south in the east. Um, And then I'm in charge of two of the three connection points. So the second connection point that I'm in charge of is going to be In a new development area, there's a lift station that's out in the middle of nowhere. Again, you would never know it's there. It's incredibly difficult to access it because of the mud and you have to drive through fields and stuff to get there. But the whole area is under construction with warehouses. And if you go on 64th and go east of 470, it's over in that vicinity. So south of Pena, east of 470, there's a third connection point that is basically straight east of that where now, there's another lift station. You
3: did a ton of work out there with Gaylord when they were building, right? Yeah, that was the Segment 1E e project. Okay, all yeah. right.
5: But that was a lot of that was due to Gaylord's, oh, right? I, or, I'm, or I'm sure it had a... I mean, Gaylord's flows go right into that. Okay. But right now, that sewage is going into the Gateway lift station, which is owned and operated by the city of Aurora, and that will also be decommissioned when our pipeline is in service. Now, so
2: if this is... I'm sorry, Dave. No, go this ahead. this is all gravity right you're taking you're removing lift stations what's the like and i don't know the right words to use rich but what's the percentage of decline that you need to keep everything moving is it like i don't know five inches for 50 yards or something right so all of, all of our inch. per foot.
5: <laughs> so a quarter inch per foot would, would kind of imply pitch. Those are plumber's terms. We don't uh-huh. use those. We use percentage of grade. So it's all based on um, every segment is different between two manholes. And it might be because we have to get under a utility or we have to get under a creek. Um, or it might just be because we need to make it work. But we have everywhere from... The run of pipe I'm putting in right now is at a 0.9%, which means it is almost a foot of fall in a hundred feet, which is a lot of slope in our world. Yeah, A lot of the pipe that we're putting in is at a 0.2, hmm. 0.23, wow. um, but when you're talking only two tenths of a foot in a hundred feet, that's flat. Yeah, that is yeah. nothing. So yeah. the precision required on this, and Metro, Metro has a really tight spec. They want us to stay within a hundredth of a foot, which is a 32nd of an inch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Line and grade. So um, it's it's quite, the, it's quite the ordeal. We set up instruments every day, and we shoot in every single piece of pipe. Line and grade.
3: Uh, I don't know if you go. can answer this, Rich, but when all that sewage goes to the, the reclamation plant, how much is turned back into water? Do you have any idea? I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, that would be... I think we're getting to a point with such low water supplies. And thank God we're having the winter we are in, in the mountains. But, uh, you know, that's just becoming such a concern. Are cities and counties starting to fight for that sewage because oh, uh, they, can, they can turn... I'm making it up. Like for right. every hundred gallons of sewage, they get fifty gallons of
1: water. Yeah, they're and taking you know, non potable water and making yep, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I don't, I don't know if it that's irrigation or all kinds of
2: oh, things. Yeah,
5: hundred percent. You, if you pay attention, you can already hear cities downstream fighting and complaining that their water flows are are lessening and lessening, and the reason is like Metro, they're taking some of that water, setting it off to the side and using it to water golf courses and stuff like that. And they're not turning as much water back into the river. So the wintertime months can be kind of challenging or they're getting more challenging. And we hear about lawsuits all the time about how much water is not getting discharged into the river right. from these plants. Wow. So wow, yeah, a lot more, more and more reuse. Every time you see a purple piece of pipe going in, it's reused reclaimed. water. Oh, yeah. wow.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. do see a lot of the purple pipe. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, there's so you know, many trucks
3: and stuff. So many neighborhoods, yeah. like yeah. Jim's
5: neighborhood, aren't they purple fire hydrants, Jim? Or am I? Yeah, that's what? probably a near, off of an irrigation line. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Aren't they purple fire I hydrants? Think yeah. so. I think so. I mean, so, that's yeah. just so people know it's reclaimed rather yeah. than. Mm-hmm. And I bet, again, the average person doesn't know that. No, right. I just right? learned you, it just now. Yeah, you'd have to live in one of those communities, right, yeah. where that's common.
0: So. Yep, I just learned that myself. yeah Dave. Yeah.
5: Don't drink the water if it's purple. No.
0: (laughs) Don't drink out of that hydrant.
3: (laughs) Don't
5: tap that purple pipe. (laughs) (laughs) Rich, in the uh,
0: quarterly feature, uh, you start talking about leadership and you state you're not the best at it, but not the worst at it either. So, in your 30 years, what have you done to uh, change and become a better leader?
5: Wow. That's a. Big question right there. Um, I think wisdom and experience has, has changed me. Uh, but it changed me a lot 10 years ago when my son came on board. Ah. Um, you just start realizing that not everyone is the same, right? People learn differently. I've, basically become the football coach i have to find the position that you're good at i want you to stay but you're probably not going to be too good at quarterback you're more of a lineman type person Mm. so i've probably the biggest change i've had is that just being able to find the good in people and what they're good at and making them feel good about what they do and putting putting them in a position for success mm-hmm. rather yeah. than putting them in a position for failure. Yeah.
0: We call that put them in a, on a, the right seat on the bus. Yeah. You know? So that's yeah. cool. Did you have a lot of leadership training through Garney? Are they, did they send you places? And yeah, we've, we've,
5: like- we've done a, we've done a fair amount and it's good. It's all good training. Yeah. I think, uh, I could find value in all of it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not as valuable, but, yeah it, it pays off I think it's important do Do you ever rich fight the stigma with your operators and stuff like that or you know
1: like even your son being down in the ditch and stuff where they go oh, I'm just an operator I'm just a pipe layer I just you know it's not it's not a glamorous career do you ever get that kind of feedback or you get that guy that's really really good at an, as being an operator but he says he's bored and he doesn't realize how good he is
5: You know, occasionally, Jim, those guys uh, come through the door and I actually fight. Like I said, my hoe operator's been with me for going on 26 years. Hayden's been there for 10. My loader operator's a 16-year employee. So I have some longevity. It's a bigger challenge for me to get those guys to accept more responsibility Mm -hmm. because I want them to be leaders, but they're comfortable doing what they're <laughs> they, doing.
3: They just want to be a dude is what we they call just that. <laughs> they just want to
5: be a, they just want to be a dude, and they're fantastic. and if they right? want to be a dude, I'm going to let them be a dude because yeah. they're really good dudes. Yeah, good point. good point. that's awesome.:
0: You also talked about, you know, if, if you want to be in construction, do it at Garney or yeah, Garney, but stay. Don't just jump ship for a few bucks. Because it'll be worth it. What did did you mean by that?
5: Well, that's primarily the the ESOP. Um, It's not a get rich quick scheme. Mm -hmm. But if you stay for the duration, you're going to have a a secure retirement. Nice. And you're not going to get that at most other construction companies. You're going to have a 401k. We have a 401k, but we also have the stock ownership program. So if you're going to work construction... The color of the pickups don't usually change. The name on the equipment is the same. Mm. The pipe comes from the same supplier. We use the same shovels as the contractor next door. <laughs> um, it's everything is the same, but you might as well have the benefit of being an owner. Sure. Gotcha. What's your
0: crew like now and the current workforce at Garney?
5: Uh I have a... Solid crew. And I have had, since we started this this project, I have some incredible young talent project engineers that came out of college that are future leaders that want to be in the leadership. And they're very committed, very driven, mm. and very smart. They do a fantastic job. When you say young, what's what's young these like, days? Like uh, 22, 24. So literally under, right out of college Literally. Almost. Literally. Wow. wow. Yeah. I've got a guy uh, that's been around for, oh, just three, maybe going on three years now. And he's slated to take my crew over whenever I decide to pull the pin. And he's incredible. He's just on the fast track. Gotcha. On the fast track. He can do it with ease.
0: What about your son? Does he want to just be a dude?
5: or He just wants to be a dude. <laughs> yeah. I've uh, given him lots and lots of opportunities over the years to sure. move up, climb that ladder. And he says, you know, I just want to go home and have a beer. <laughs> Not <And I> thinking <laughs> about I, it. And I want to hunt on the weekend. So he right. loves to hunt, and right. uh, he doesn't want to think about it. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that i i actually admire the people that are not um so career driven right you know they don't have to have that new pickup and stuff he just wants to hunt and have his time
1: and uh, i know i thought the last time because we even were out at the job site uh and visited you that one time but you have had some problems where Garney getting like laborers and stuff, right, Rich? I mean, you've had you've had advertisements for six months or something, right? I think you told us or something yeah. like that.
5: And and that challenge is still there right now. It seems like uh, the challenge. There's people that come through the door and say they want to work at Garney, but they don't really. Maybe it's because they can't pass a drug test or something better came up in the meantime. Or maybe they just had to put that application in so they could continue drawing unemployment. Um, yeah, But whatever the reason is, it's hard to find, it's easy to find help, it's hard to find help that's willing to do what we do every day. Hmm. Good point.
3: And it, it's true, it takes, you know, we describe everything as a chain here, right? You need that laborer with a <coughs> shovel in his hand as much as you need that hoe operator, as much as you need that pipe layer, as much as you need everything, I mean, that's what we run into here, and we try and describe that. You know, I mean, we talk about, you know, the guys from washing the trucks, the mechanics to repairing them, the drivers to driving them. And we, we joke. We don't joke. There's, just so you know, there's two positions. There's two jobs here at JFW, basically. One is a driver, and two is driver support. Yep. And everyone here, you know, with the exception of you, we're all driver support. Yeah.
5: So We push that all the time, Dave, and we can't my hoe operator is useless if i don't have guys in the trench laying pipe right my guys in the trench are useless if i don't have a good reliable hoe operator to dig the trench and set the pipe it takes everybody everyone is equally as important we are all owners we're all employee owners and we need each other to function not one guy is more important than the other
0: that That leads me to the next question. Brother Dave was explaining one time that you guys had a manager's meeting, and the speaker kind of intertwines everyone's job from you know, maybe the the billing specialist or accounts payable to account. can Can you explain? That that exercise. You yeah, kind of
5: I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember having that conversation with Dave, and um, it was a segment or a training exercise that we did at our at our workshop, and it was called a day in the life. That's it. Yes. It was called a day in the life, where um, we have a, just like JFW Corporation. We have a lot of components to the company that that are required to keep the company running smoothly. So it was a great opportunity for us to. For, see what the people in the office do in the corporate office, maybe the content development team. What do they do? Um, Our accounts payable, our project coordinators who enter our time and make sure that we get paid every week. Uh, It was just, it was a great segment to hear from them what an entire day looks like for them and how much work it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we get caught up in, the fact that we're a construction company, all we have to do is go out there and do the work, everything else happens by itself. It's magic, yeah, <laughs> it's magic. So, but I can also understand that people in the office might think that maybe we're just a bank, we don't need the guys in the field, right? To turn this money over and count these, you know, dollars. Yeah, they so, think it's magic on their end. Yep, they right? think it's magic yeah. too. So, I think it's important for everybody to understand what each other's job description is and why it's important to keep the company running.
3: And it's not that one job is more important than the other. You know what that's, I mean? It, that's it, what I... Put. They are all equally important. I mean, we tell the story all the time about when the president went to NASA and he asks the janitor, hey, what's your job here? And the janitor <laughs> looked at him and said, I helped put a man on the
5: moon. He did, Yep. right? That's He's not just the janitor. That's right. So we we have a saying and you guys probably do too you've seen it all over but we treat the janitor with the same respect that we do the president sure you know we just do everybody has to respect each other yep i agree good stuff
0: uh you had mentioned a couple times that you're getting ready to retire in the next few years what are you get what are you gonna do <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: Oh He's man, come drive truck at JFW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got a couple options. Number one, I'm going to spend as much time as I possibly can with grandkids, nice. and I don't know how many that'll be when that time comes. But huh. I want to spend as much time as I possibly can with grandkids. Um, I'm not going to let work ever interfere with a fishing trip to the lake or <laughs> a hunting trip that might take three or four days instead of just one and a half. Right. Because you got to get back to work, but I probably won't be able to stay busy doing all that stuff. So I got a couple options. Uh, one of them might be drive a school bus for the school district.
0: Oh, that'd be cool.
5: Yeah. So I get summers off, right? Christmas yeah. off, short days, go drive bus in the morning, go to lunch, come back, drive in the afternoon. But the other option would be the Ferris wheel operator at Shields. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Doesn't that sound fantastic? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I would come and ride that first. Uh Or or if you were
1: qualified, Rich, the guy that cleans the fish tank. Oh. Oh, You know, because he gets gets all scuba'd up and everybody, you know, he slides in that tank and cleans all
5: that. Can you imagine seeing me in that wetsuit? (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of sexy, big boy. (laughs) That would overflow the tank and then I'd be out there with a mop. (laughs) uh...
0: Man, I bet almost any job, like if I worked at Shields, I want to be in uh, where they make the fudge. oh yeah pretty cool the fudge maker right
1: right there there's a company that has that has a culture though whenever you're in there how can i help you you're doing all right can i get you anything You know, that kind of stuff. All the associates walking around, same dress or, you know, outfits, that kind of stuff. Classy, classy place. I'm
0: on the the, uh, non-employee ownership stock program. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a donation. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I got three shirts
5: in one day, okay?
0: (laughs) Here, for every five, you get a shirt. I'm like, great. Awesome.
5: I'm thinking that maybe I'll go do that video thing in the parking lot with the people not putting their carts back.
0: That would be cool. (laughs) I will send you that link. Send me that
5: well, money. I don't know that Come that's on. a
3: paying gig.
5: Well, whatever. It might keep me busy. It would yeah. keep me out of my wife's hair. Yep. It
3: would keep you entertained. I'm sure
0: you'd have a big following on YouTube. Right. So.
5: I could pick and choose the ones that I approach.
0: Right. No, you gotta you gotta be dedicated. Oh, you no! Know, it doesn't matter if it's a grandma or you know some gangster.
5: What about the weather? Can I pick and choose the days? Oh, absolutely. That has to be Okay.
0: You may may get a Karen. You may get a Darren. You just just never know.
3: Kevin. Yeah, Kevin was the last one we heard.
0: Uh, Well you, uh, Brother Dave was telling us a story, it goes back to what Jim was saying about having trouble finding laborers. Mm -hmm. And you guys found some laborers, but it was far away. You guys were working up in horse tooth, and you got this. Minivan, but I'll, I'll let you take over from that. <laughs> I, I, I checked in with it this morning. I'm a
5: little off on some of the stuff, so
0: yeah. It's but the you can exaggerate the <laughs> the
5: idea is there, and I know exactly what Dave is talking about. Back in oh. 97 98 we were doing a job in fort collins we had a contract with the city of fort collins and this particular project required the dredging of sheldon lake or city park lake the one that's right along mulberry as you go through town east to west um so this lake had a bunch of fish in it and let me back up a little bit my entire crew back then came from denver Uh and We, we bought a minivan, the company bought a minivan and I had like eight guys that would come up in this minivan every day, which turned out to be a really bad decision because if the van broke down, I didn't have any help. (laughs) Didn't uh, think that
3: through, right? I mean, I didn't think of it till you just said it. Right? It was yeah. it was
5: great. We ran that thing to like three hundred fifty thousand miles before we got tired of putting transmissions in it and wow. got rid of it. But uh, anyway, we had this minivan. They had a gas card. It was the only way we could get them to come to and from Fort Collins. But anyway, we had to we had to drain Sheldon Lake. We pumped all the water out. And the Division of Wildlife wanted to save as many fish as they could. Well, there was about four types of fish in the lake. There were, number one, there was carp. There was a lot of carp. And then there were catfish, some perch, and some crappies, and some trout. So they had two trucks. They brought two trucks. One had a live well tank system on it, and they put all the good fish. Trout. (laughs) <laughs> in the live well and they relocated them and they all actually only had like a 20 percent mortality rate on those fish huh. and the carp went in a dump truck to be hauled out to a fertilizer plant
3: uh-huh. and, and how did they get all those fish i mean how did oh they- yeah
5: so the division of wildlife showed up with these boats we had like three boats and they had electric probes that hung off the front of the boat on each <laughs> side and they just trolled the lake and they needed help they needed help, so each boat had like three of my guys in it wow. with nets, just scooping these fish as they float to the surface after they've been stunned with electricity. <laughs> so these guys are just scooping fish and throwing them in the bottom of the boat. The good fish went in a tank. Right. They would come in, put the carp in the truck, go back out and get another boatload. Um, but it was it was kind of funny because these um these guys that I had just took advantage of the opportunity and kept a lot of the carp oh, wow. <laughs> and they they apparently thought they were pretty good eating i've never eaten a carp
0: i've just heard they're terrible so i wouldn't try it
5: bro. i wouldn't try it either um but we took them down to the river that went through town and they cleaned them took all the guts out threw them in the lunch boxes and whatnot in the back of the minivan and to denver they went with as many <laughs> fish as they could haul and uh and they maybe just,
3: not all of them were in the lunch boxes, so yeah maybe just in the van, yeah <laughs> i uh
5: you know, they all showed back up the next day with a big smile on their face, so huh. uh it must have worked out okay, but I know I had to move the van one time, and there was no way I was going to ride all the way to Denver in
4: that van <laughs> uh,
5: it smelled like fish, and I don't know how long it smelled like fish, but it smelled like fish <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you got some time to stick around. We're going to go over some safety topics and sure. tips and tricks. And yep. sometimes Is our it still stuff.
5: snowing? Oh, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <Sweet>.
0: <laughs> All right. Safety topics of the week. The first one,
5: tires,
0: tires, tires. feel like we've talked about tires. <laughs>
2: right? A yeah. couple
3: times. Yeah. yeah.
0: What's going on? Why do we need to talk about tires again?
3: Well, we have over 2,000 of them on the road. Wow. Right? Yeah. And... You know, when we talk about, like, that truck that drove out that didn't flip the switch and check his tailgate and check his airbags, you know, I made the comment, pretty good odds if you didn't do that, you didn't bump your tires. Mm-hmm. And we all know what happens when you don't bump your tires if you have a low one, right? Yep. We we talk about that time and again. And how much heat does that create when the tires ran low? Is it
0: two or four pounds of PSI? <laughs> it's I mean, two, two degrees?
3: Two, two degrees for every pound of air, right? right? So if you have a tire that's... 10 pounds low, it's running 20 degrees hotter. Mm. 99% of our tire failures are due to low tires, right? Mm. You know, I mean, everyone knows we have self-inflation systems on the trailers, but is that foolproof, right? If you pick up a big bolt, you know, and the system can't keep up and the light comes on, you know, are you looking for the light coming on during the day? And, you know, we've changed from just a solid white light to a strobing light to, you know, any light to get your attention type scenario. Uh, You know, what if, the shop has worked on that system and they they rotated that valve and turned it off and you're not aware that the system is off mm-hmm. right you know have you checked that have you done that and i kind of find it interesting and i don't know whether it's pure coincidence or or what but yesterday was kind of a pretty warm day right almost one of our warmest days of this year so far right 62. i think yeah 60 degrees so it's kind of interesting we had three blowouts yesterday mm.
1: Because what causes blowouts? Ninety-nine percent of the time, they're low on air and heat, right, right? Dave? So we got a warm right? day, and we're we're taking tires
3: out because they're they're overheated. Exactly. Now we have on, uh, you know, we have gotten so convoluted because of COVID and and uh, the supply chain issues. You know, I'd love to sit here and go, every one of our trucks has a uh, has the TPS, the tire pressure monitoring system, but they don't, right? No. A lot of the new trucks we've gotten, even though we ordered it. We had to take them with or without whether it was available. So we have some new trucks that do, some new trucks that don't. You know, I'd love to tell you, like there was a series of 65 trucks three years ago that they should all have that. But anyway, we're doing everything in our power to, you know, notify you that your trailer has a low tire because the light should be on if the valve is on, if everything's functioning correctly. We're trying to monitor that through the tractor tires, you know that one of those 10 tires could be low because of the monitoring system do we have malfunctions in that sure you know have we have we hit one of those sensors on a wheel where you know that may have come loose or it's reading wrong or you know i just had a new one the other day somebody mentioned to me and i it's actually been about a month ago that the because that wheel is registered in that location on the truck right that sensor knows i'm making it up that it's a right front drive tire well, at some point in time, we took eight tires off and we put eight tires on. That wheel didn't make it to that position, so you're getting a low tire warning for the right front drive tire. And you go out and you're, you're doing your job, like, "Hey, I got to verify this is low." Will you bump it and it's not low. Well, it turns out in in that eight dismount and remount of new tires, that got moved from the right front to the left rear, mm-hmm. and you only checked the right front, so. I urge any, and this was just new. This is something, and we've had these systems for years, right? right? I hadn't ran into this before, but super easy when you're putting eight tires on to lose count of where they go, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I that's something, all my years of changing tires, I didn't have to do that. I took eight off, I put eight on. I just knew insides were insides and outsides were outsides. I never had to remember, this is this one, this is this one, you know, and they went back in the same exact eight spots they were taken off of. So if you do happen to have a low tire warning, bump all your tires, not just the one, it's warning you is low. That was something we learned. Uh, but yeah, I mean, tires, tires, tires. It's huge and it's dangerous. You know, Rich talks about, you know, life and death. That, that tailgate being left open, if you have some inch and a half rock in that liner or on that liner that just, you know, not all the pieces came out when you dumped and you take off and you're strolling up to fries at 70 miles an hour and that gate's swinging open and it's blown inch and a half rock out. You know, what if it hits someone's windshield that wasn't prepared for it? It's 5 o'clock in the morning, and it's dark, and that four-wheeler panics. You know, and they careen off the highway or hit a car next to them. Or, I mean, everything we do, every move we make, we talk about this all the time, there are repercussions to it. And we just we, we have to do it right. How know? long does it take to bump tires, Dave? As fast as you can walk around that truck, pretty much, Rich, with a hammer. A minute? Uh, at tops, yeah. And you're looking at the lights as you're walking through. Right? It's the same minute. You're doing multiple things at that time. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's it is so worth doing your job. You know, we talk about football terms in here and we just love, you know, not a Patriots fan, I'll say this a hundred times, not a Patriots fan, but Bill Belichick's phrase. Do you know Bill Belichick's phrase? No. Just do your job. Who's Bill Belichick?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I just want to touch on that and I wanna to touch on it with, with you, Rick, about our Rick. Oh my God. Uh, rich with the the topic here is you know you mentioned that you guys are all employee owned and when you talk to your guys you know if they're not you know checking the oil or or not greasing in that you know they have to you have to have a pin replaced or whatever it cost it all came out of your guys' pockets right? That's right you know as as employees right yep so that's the same thing because we're not employee owned but we've tried to do the same thing with percentage you know, all the drivers are percentage based. So they, that is their, their stake in the company. And like when we talk about checking tires and doing tires, you know, that driver that sat out there and waited for somebody to come out and get him, get the tires fixed, just lost revenue. Okay. Now we've become a better company and luckily we can afford it. But in most situations, we now the pay the driver to be broke down, but like an over-the-road driver, he doesn't get paid for that. He he gets paid by the mile, and we've stepped up. But I want to make the point: we can't continually do that. You know, let's say this time of year. You know, we've I've had lots of people come to me and go, "Hey, let's go do this. Let's raise this. Let's uh, pay for this. Let's 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 do this." And there's no there's not the revenue coming in at this time of year as usual. You know, so then when we have situations where you're not bumping your tires, we lose. Twelve hundred dollars uh, a tire worth of of blowouts. We lost the we lost two loads, you know, and then we've stepped up and paid the driver because possibly he didn't do his job or her job, and it, it just compounds. And I don't think people think of that that right. your percentage that just made you employee owned because when something happens, it comes out of our bottom line. And maybe we can't buy newer trailers and better tires and increase and, their pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I wanted to touch also, Rich. Ending there, I know we went to tips and trips. trips. Boy, I can't even talk tricks. But you know, you talk about retirement and you're looking forward to it and and not letting work, you know, mess up a hunting trip this time or spending times with the grandkids. I want to make the point though for everybody to hear. That you put in 30, 30 plus years yeah. to get to be able to do that. Yeah. You stayed the course. You're the, you're the guy that we talk about every day to everyone, and we talk about it in the podcast. You didn't jump from job to job. He's Garney's Super Dave. Right? Exactly. Senior you,
0: su- you, Super Dave.
1: Yeah. You, <laughs> you, <laughs> you stayed the course, and now you get to reap the benefits. In most situations, it doesn't come overnight. You know, you're not going to be the <laughs> the president or, or you know, is it is it Pete Garney? You're not going to be yeah. Pete Garney in two weeks.
0: Right. It's kind of like I was saying last week. If you look at, you know, uh, Rick Bowen, if you look at Theron Olsen, those guys weren't born on third base thinking they hit a triple. Right. They, yeah. They got up to bat many a times. Yeah. To, to they didn't anymore.
3: even know they were playing baseball some, and when they started. Right. right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I know what you do, Rich. I mean, I know how much mud you've walked through, how many how many times you've been cold, how many times you've shoveled, how many times you've greased a piece of equipment, yeah. and it sucks.
3: How many times he couldn't go on a hunting trip? Yeah. yeah. How many times he had to put something off? I mean, I I know that firsthand. Yeah. I mean, he just told me downstairs. He goes, "I'm work. I got to work Saturday because we're not working today and we're behind schedule." Yeah. Right? You know
0: what I right? mean? That's yeah. Just watching that feature video on him, like. You see him, you know, messing with the—I don't know—the the safety, not the safety net, the little. What's the net made out of? The art, the, or, the orange material. Like I don't know. He's out there laboring. Like yeah. I was just like, oh wow, he's doing all that stuff, huh? That's that's impressive. <laughs> Senior superintendent,
5: right? Got to yeah. chip in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, I guess that's, that's it. Not. Didn't
1: happen overnight, right, Rich? No, absolutely but you, not. But you're about to reap some big rewards. Yeah. That I, that I wish you the best and the best of luck. Absolutely. Hopefully, yeah. Absolutely. yeah, Not hopefully. You've
5: you've you've done hopefully it. as yeah. long as your president doesn't screw things up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh, we're going <laughs> there. <Hey. laughs> right. I can't believe I have a friend that's
1: political. <laughs> <laughs> And he knows how to blame somebody for
5: my president, right? Right?
3: You heard that too. He's not Rich's president. (laughs) I don't think he's anyone's president
5: at this table. Yeah. Ah, So we have a couple of goals and philosophies at Garney that I really try to instill in the guys. And it just so relates to everything that you guys have just talked about. And the first one that comes to my mind is my favorite philosophy and its integrity is the shortest path to success. And Love checking that. those tires every day has a lot to do with one's integrity, right? Yeah. And then one of our other ones is win-win. Why wouldn't you want Who doesn't want to win? And, and, if, and if you win, the drivers win. If the drivers win, the mechanics win. If the mechanics win, the people in the office win. The safety, everybody wins. The, the people that get the material that you haul win. Right. They get it on time. Um, they get everything. So win-win, doing your, j- and it all starts with doing your job. Yeah. yeah. Do your job. Preach. And it's win-win. Preach it. <laughs> yeah, it. A- absolutely. Give in the box.
0: Yeah. Super, <laughs> you getting ready to say something? No. Oh, I just seen you pull the mic. So we already went over the pre-trip inspections. I do want to go over the tips and tricks because we talk more about tires. This is your tips and tricks with Ray Davis. So, he opens up proper way to bump your tires with Crocs and using for you cloud. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it, it is good because I I know you're about to read that, but it, the, his next line is awesome. So go ahead, do, Jeff. You, do you want to read it? <laughs> it? Just now, I got your attention. <laughs> Right, yep. And, yep. and Crocs and, and fuel cloud. I mean, we just <laughs> yeah. talked about the truck that was parked across the street
3: last week the where the guy it. in his vans, in his van, right? And it, and it wasn't a kick. It was, a tap. I touched my tire with it. my shoes, exactly. right? And he was trying really hard not to get the toe of his vans dirty, right. you
0: know? So Ray goes on and says, now that I got your attention, you should never kick your tire with Crocs, sandals, shoes, or even boots. Proper ways to bump them with your 2 pound sledgehammer that JFW provides you with and you should be in on all your JFW trucks or a tire thumper. Tips for Thumping Tires Listen closely to the sound the hammer or tire thumper makes when you hit your tires. Light, light taps do not work. Hit the tires firmly. Okay? I like to say you're listening for that hollow sound, not a thud. Pay attention to the sound made and compare when full and low. Practice with a fully pressurized tire and a truck tire that is low, compare sounds and hear the difference. A fully inflated tire will cause the tire thumper to bounce back quickly towards you. When using the tool, the operator must have both feet firmly planted on a level surface at all times. If you're still not sure and you think a tire is low, check it with a tire gauge. The most common cause for tire failure on any vehicle is low tire pressure. Heat builds as the steel belt and the polyester cords rub against each other and the rubber falls apart. So there you go. That's all about your uh, tips and tricks for tires. Then he goes into Fuel Cloud. When using Fuel Cloud, one of the biggest complaints on Fuel Cloud is that it's a pain to connect. I thought about this for a while and and came up with maybe... When we log on to FuelCloud with our phones, how many people actually disconnect from the app when they're done fueling? I am guilty of this, so my thought is if a person does not disconnect from the app and then they're still logged on to the pump, so when the next person is trying to connect to that pump, they can't because the person that was just on the pump is still connected. Until so they either pull away far enough or their phone disconnects or they close the app and it disconnects. I'm curious... If it's different, using a tablet at yard 23, if we can get some feedback, it would be great because together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Let's keep it moving and make things all better. Make all things better. Be safe and much love. Always much love. Always Ray Ray 12.
3: Good job, Ray Ray. Yeah. Uh, Thanks Ray. Good stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Not in. Do you guys have any comments on that?
1: I just wanted to, yeah, a couple things, Jim. The uh, was it Jean's daughter yes. that was out there t- thumping tires? Yeah, yeah. And you, you guys remember was she eleven, twelve? She was younger. then, huh? Then, well, then, yeah, yeah. 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 I thought yeah. she's said got that. her driver's license now,
4: oh, right? She,
0: she just had a sweet, sweet sixteen. Okay, twenty twenty-two. So, yeah. Yeah. so. Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, young enough. I mean, what does she really know about tires? Is yeah. what I'm getting at that yeah. point that yeah. that deal. And was it you, Dave, that you asked when she was bumping tires, what are you listening for? I think it was you. And, either, and, way, e- yeah. either way. Or, or Jam. Jam. <laughs> it was but not she not des- it. Yeah, She described it, though, Jam. And, and I'm not trying was, to belittle anybody. It was awesome because I said, oh,
0: you're thumping tires. What are you listening for? And she looked at Gene, and Gene just shook his head and kind of pointed at her like,
1: There's that, there's that teaching moment, the father. I'm not
0: going to give you the answer. And she just thought about it for a second. Like nobody told her and she said, a hollow sound. Bam.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I just want, I just, you know, trying to make a point that there's, you know, 12, 13 year old, you know, anything recognizing that. So it's, it's not that difficult guys. It's pretty simple. You just got to, you know, again, back to doing your job. Right. Listen, pay attention. You know, I like Ray's statement about, you know, both feet on the ground. Right. You know, I, I'm guilty of that. I've tried to lean over. I want to hit that back tire, you know, so I've leaned over and smacked it with the hammer. I'm not really hitting it hard enough to possibly tell the difference in the sound. So take that part serious, you know, and, and I know Rich asked, how long does that take? It's still. Even if you hit it two or three times and you walk around the truck, you're at two minutes max Why you're doing so many other things. Right. So, yeah, yeah, do, keep doing that. And then the, the fuel cloud, um, I know Ray asked about it, but, you know, if it's a little faster or there's a disconnect um, point at some, th- at some point, we could add the tablet here at this yard. At the main yard if that's quicker and easier for the guys and when he did ask about disconnecting on the phone i have noticed when i fuel here it's like a three-step process and it and it i'm always going well you know you say you're done you know and you're like well doesn't that and then do you want to disconnect well yes do you want to get out well yes then it says are you sure are you sure yes so if you're not doing all three steps like ray's asking is it leaving you connected somehow besides timing out when you go park. So, yeah, everybody try to, you know, completely get out of the app, disconnect when you're done fueling. Let's see if it makes a difference.
0: I like it. I like
3: it. I think it should be Tips and Tricks brought to you by Ray Davis.
1: Okay. Cuz yeah. he's
3: been, man, he's been pounding him in there week yeah. after week lately.
0: Chris Beams thrown a couple at yeah. us, but yeah, I mean, we could definitely change that. I didn't <laughs> put it on the outline, Super Dave, but don't sweat it. We would never leave without here in a high road hauling.
2: Well, I didn't see it on the outline, so I didn't make one up today. <laughs> so you took your ball and went home. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> Take your I ball have, or no make one? <laughs> Can't not have a high and, road uh, ball one. This one here kind of hits home for me because I was homesick last week. So there, this is what you want to call the health and happiness connection. Oh. Okay. Can you have one without the other? I don't know if you can be happy if you're not healthy. You know, I really don't. But uh, if you want to feel better and improve your health, start by focusing on the things that bring you happiness. Scientific evidence suggests that positive emotions may help you live life longer and healthier. But fleeting positive emotions are not enough. Lowering your stress levels over a period of years with a positive outlook and relaxation techniques, techniques could reduce your risk of health problems. University of Pennsylvania psychologist Martin Seligman looked at three possible pathways that can lead to happiness: feeling good, seeking pleasurable emotions and sensations, maximizing pleasure and minimizing pain. Engaging fully, pursuing activities that engage you fully, things you love to do. Uh, and doing good we've always heard that you know, paying it forward um, gives you more rewards than you're actually you know, giving out because you get such a reward out of it. But searching for meaning outside yourself and knowing your true self and acting in accordance with your own virtues. Things that won't make you happy, people tend to be poor judges of what makes them happy. Here are some widely held myths about what will bring you happiness. Money and material things. The question of whether money can buy happiness has been out there forever. But research shows that people in poorer countries are happier when their basic necessities are covered, but any money beyond that doesn't make any difference in happen- happiness levels. Youth, being young and physically attractive has little to do with happiness. In fact, adults grew steadily happier as they moved through middle age. Children, children can be a tremendous source of joy and fulfillment, but their day-to-day care is quite demanding and you can increase stress financial pressures, marital, b- marital problems. In several studies, personal relationships declined after the first child is born and only recovers after the last child leaves the home. <laughs> I, I gotta agree with that, you know um, It's just so much easier to the kids are gone. It's just you and your wife. It's calm and quiet and everything's good. And those grandkids that you mentioned earlier, Rich, they're at home with mom and dad, <laughs> you know, you can, you can just, you get them when you want them. You, you can send them, them back, you them, right? yeah. send them back, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, happiness researcher, Robert Holden conducted a survey and found that 65 out of 100 people would choose happiness over health, but the both were highly valued. Fortunately, we don't have to choose happiness because happiness and health go hand in hand. As Holden stated, there is no true health without happiness. There is also ample evidence that unhappiness, depression, anxiety, stress are also linked to poor health outcomes. These negative states, if chronic, can dampen immunity and increase inflammation in the body, leading to multiple multitude of diseases and conditions. The principles of positive psychology can combat these negative states, further increasing the likelihood of health. And the quote this week Uh, is by Bob Barker. If you all remember him from the old Price is Right. (laughs) I think he lived to be like 100 years old, right? I think that age is a number. I'm sorry. I think that age as a number is not nearly as important as health. You can be in poor health and pretty miserable at age 40 or 50. If you're in good health, you can enjoy things into your 80s. Hmm. That's so true. Yeah. I don't think a 22 year old thinks about his health as much as a 62 year oh, old. Oh, spot on, you Dave, know? Yeah,
1: because you
5: feel good, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mo- most of the time r- you, you living you feel large, good. rocking yeah. and rolling, yeah. or you haven't figured out yet that you're hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'll have to I'll have to tell you guys or mention it, Super David, The health. Uh, Danielle was just telling me that they had a a woman come in and. Uh, uh, all, not, I don't know how far along. She's only half,
3: halfway through her pregnancy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Let me spit that. out. Anyway, she's got cancer. Uh, gotcha. A while. And so they did a bunch of testing and stuff like that. And they asked to go Danielle to go down and stay with her because she was doing that testing, monitor the baby, all the kind of stuff. And the lady's taken the the choice, which is amazingly brave, that she's not going to do any treatments until after the baby's born. Wow. And that might be life saving treatments. Okay. Mm. And. The Life sa- I just want to clarify, I mean I don't want to screw up your story. Her that could mo- save
3: her life but may cost her child's life. Yes or yes?
1: No? Well I mean they've they've re- that's the reason read it. vice versa. Yeah. I think vice versa too. Oh I oh. mean it could be
3: Wait, their name the mother has cancer, not yes, the not the baby, not right? the baby. Yeah.
1: Okay, and cancer that should be treated now. Right. Right. Okay. Not not messed around with. And I guess what I'm asking is, is she choosing not
3: to have it treated because it could harm her baby? Could harm. Yes. She's no.
0: Sacrificing her life
1: yep, for her baby. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and that that's a decision and stuff like that. And this is her second child. And uh, where, where I'm heading to this, Dave, was about the the age thing is. Danielle was like, "Oh, how old are you?" And I think she was either twenty-two or twenty-four. Is all. Oh. Wow. And wow. she's and she's made that choice. Wow. You know, and and you think about that, Dave, on happiness and what brings her happiness is having her baby. You yeah. Know? And yeah. yeah, her and her husband to go through that and and pick that and and uh, Danielle just said this woman will be the death of her because she's so courageous, you huh. know, and jokingly the death of Danielle. Cause right. yeah. she goes, I, I'm trying not to be connected and you can't be drawn in you cannot sure. help but not be right. drawn in by this woman's yeah. character
4: yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and stuff. So yeah, didn't didn't want to get off in it. But yeah at any age, you know, yeah, you, just, yeah. you just you just That happiness
3: know. and health, that's such a great high road Holland too, Dave, because I I firmly believe odds are if you're happy, you're probably healthier. Absolutely, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. You can you can have and people vice that versa. they just get so down on themselves, yeah. right? Like they just need to laugh, <laughs> you yeah. know. And yes, and, and there too, are things laughter. There are things beyond your control, right? I mean, well, some things true. are inevitable. But you know, if you if you meet things head on and and you know usually hit it with a positive attitude, you know, and a, a happy one, it's a lot of times easier to swallow than the other Absolutely. side.
0: Which leads me to my final thoughts. I don't ever kick the final thoughts off, but I'm going to today. So the other day I went to the gym and kind of had like a crappy workout. Like my like stability was off. My balance was off. The weights felt heavy. You know (laughs) know what I mean? I had that happen. (laughs) (laughs) They call them weights for a week. That's supposed to be right, right. But, you know, walking into the gym, like, I felt I felt like a stud. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a good workout. I was like, I can't wait to get in there. Then I get in there, and it's like, I don't even want to be there. Like, everything's just going so crappy. Like,
2: Did you have other stuff on your mind?
0: Everything, Dave. I had the worst week, but we'll get to that in a minute, right? So, anyway... Of course, I post on social media. Otherwise, it's like I never went to the gym, right? So I post on social media like, man, you ever, you ever go to the gym and you just feel super in sync with your body and the weights are light and like, everything's just great? Me too. Today wasn't that day. It, <laughs> it sucked, you know what I mean? And So anyway, um, my friend Todd Zielinski responded. So let me tell you about Todd. Todd. Todd has ran... 1,147 days straight. Wow. Hasn't skipped a day. Good for him. He's not a runner either. If you look at him, he's a football player. Like, he's this short, stocky, like, lunchbox, right? 1,147 days, which is 3.14 years straight. Has not missed a day running in the cold, in the heat. He's a hunter. He'll go run before his hunt. Impressive. Impressive, right? So- So Todd says, anybody could have a good day in the gym, right? He says, but you didn't leave. You said you felt like leaving, but you didn't leave, right? Anybody could have a good day. So I say the same thing about work. Anybody could have a good day at work. Anybody could have a good marriage, right? But you said it earlier, stick it out. It'll be worth it, right? I stuck the workout out. The next day I went to the gym, the weights were light. My balance was good. <laughs> like I felt like I thought I felt the day before, right? You know, you have a bad day at work, right? You don't just go home and quit. You got to go all those loads. You know what I mean? How do you face and overcome, right? Your marriage, right? <clears throat> I felt so, and I'm going to get off into a little bit of a spiritual sidebar here, but you guys know I went to this marriage conference with my white wife and it was faith-based, Right. Well, we feel like our marriage was attacked. As soon as we had signed up for this for this marriage conference, little weird things started happening. We go to the conference, and we feel like spiritually our marriage was attacked after that. And we we face some problems, and it's like all the things I learned in the conference I've, I forgot about. You know what I mean? And then working through it and coming back together, we'll we'll be stronger because of it. But we had to face and overcome things to, to get back in that place. But, you know, when you when you meet people, you said it earlier, Rich, like, you know, it's not all rainbows and unicorns all the time. You got to work through things. But, you know, you got to stick that job out. You don't go to the next one because the grass is greener. You don't just get a divorce because you had a tough week of marriage. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I guess I just want to say anybody could have a good day. But what happens when you don't? And how do you face and overcome that? So. That's my final thoughts for today.
3: Nice. Nice. Yeah, good good segment. That I mean, that kind of blends into mine to a degree, Jam. It's like, you know, you, you spend 35 years doing this, and it feels so repetitive, and it's like, why do I continue to try or help teach, right? I mean, it's, you know, how many times have we talked about tires? How many times have we talked about driving off on the shoulder? And I guess I continue to constantly help people to make better decisions, primarily at work. But sometimes this spills over to life as well. I know I have certainly had people make me better and help me make better decisions at work or in my life and still do. I think this is a natural progression that you know either your family or friends help you with. And that <clears throat> is, of course, if you're willing to hear things that you may not want to or even do things you may not like. I know in business, we're always trying to teach People about our industry and how things work or how you should do a, a certain thing in a certain way, right? Randy loves to say in Dispatch, iron sharpens iron. This is what Jim and I try to do with each other and all of the great people that we work with on a daily basis. If we don't try and sharpen everyone by our side, they will become dull. Where or when we fail is when you usually you know, have someone that that day they don't feel like being sharpened. And we all have that day, myself included. The good news is I've learned through personal experience that just continuing to do what I do and stay the course, as Super Dave loves to say, everything will work out. I know in my heart I have done everything I can, and I am just truly trying to help people be better. The key to making yourself better, though, is ultimately depends on you and only you. As I have mentioned, though, why do I continue to help or teach? I do this because this is something I have learned I am passionate about and it is only people it is it is only the people who are after getting sharpened that allows the process to happen the win is when you watch a person that learns how to start sharpening themselves they take everything they have sharpened them with have absorbed it and are now not only sharpening themselves but sharpening those around them this is truly where i couldn't be prouder the process you have been working on with that that i have been working on with that person has gone full circle full circle and they are now teaching what we have taught to them to the next person in line and it's just like you know you're seeing that progress it's a generation right it's like the next generation and the next generation and the next generation so that was kind of my thought for the week good thoughts happy wednesday everyone
1: yeah yeah i i you know it's going to capitalize on this hopefully all your guys' thoughts and stuff and jam you talking about going to the gym and not you know not feeling the best and then and then dave your comments about sharpening other people i i think if i was alive in that that time or you think of superheroes not superheroes people you want to meet and there's a few today i would like to to meet probably today but my one of my favorite guys is theodore roosevelt I, I hope he wrote a lot of what he said. You know, one of my, one of my favorite speeches, you guys all know, the, the man in the arena, okay? And we talk about, there's this thing about the woke generation, you know, and what they suffer and stuff like that. And Jam, you're, you're talking about going to the gym and getting through it, right? You know, it doesn't always have to be the best, right? Dave, you're, you're, you're talking about getting through, you might fail, but you but you're going to persevere. Hopefully you you taught somebody. Stay the course. So this is 1912, you guys. Theodore Roosevelt is is uh, campaigning for his third election and he gets shot at his at, at his speech, okay? After he's shot, he gives an 84-minute speech. And he and he starts the speech out Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know whether you fully understand it, that I have just been shot. But it takes more than that to kill a bull moose. And that's always what he referred to himself for, as a bull moose, okay? They they give him uh, credit for surviving the gunshot is because his speech was so thick it hit his glasses case in his speech and stopped the bullet somewhere. In his chest, yeah. In his, in his, his chest, chest, in his chest, yep. So he, so he gives the whole speech, but along in that time this is this is one of his quotes and I, I think you know it applies to all of us sitting here at the table and and hopefully everybody listening so far better is it to dare mighty things so you're just gonna dare mighty things no matter what right to win glorious triumphs even though checkered by failure you're gonna fail oh, you're yeah. gonna fail at the gym you're gonna fail sharpening somebody's, you know, iron. You're going to fail trying to teach somebody, right? Uh, rich about about another piece of equipment, right? Um, and so then to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much, because they live in a gray twilight that knows not victory nor defeat. And I take that as I would much rather have victories and defeats than do nothing. Absolutely, and so we ask every one of you every day to to live at the fullest, even if you fail. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be worth something someday. Learn from your failures and ours, though. Yeah, that's my yeah. tip. Yeah, yeah, and you got to get back up. Don't be don't be this woke generation. <laughs> yeah, I mean this guy got shot and gave an eighty four minute speech. <laughs> yeah, you know just because you hurt your finger, yeah. don't go home. <laughs> woke, woke wokeness breeds weakness. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you got final thoughts, Dave?
2: Yeah. Everybody, hang in there. Uh, I know we're having another snow day today, but stay the course, and uh, <laughs> everything will work out. Good job. Yeah, you got to stay one, the Dave. course. And yeah. you,
1: we we had a little test taste yesterday, didn't we, Dave? Yeah. Sixty two degrees. Oh, yeah. Woo, made gorgeous. you itchy. It's I coming.
2: Bet, yeah. I bet yeah. that was the warmest day so far yeah. this year. We are yeah. on the cusp
0: of. Ah, we're working too much. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I had some good conversations with some drivers yesterday. They they get it. Yeah. Tanny was one of them. Coleman was one of them. They they could feel like we're right there. So, Rich, you have any final thoughts you want to leave the JFW family with? Nope. No? Well, you've been an awesome guest, much better than you said you would be. You're actually even a little funnier than you said you would be. So we, we appreciate you coming on today, and we're going to finish up with the JFW Creed and get on out of here. Right. Nice. Yep. Together we face, face and, overcome, and all overcome all that stands before us. Before us.
2: Together, Together we, we are accident-free. Free. Together, Together we joyfully, joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together, we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work.
4: Together, we are accountable
5: for our words and our actions. And together, we are the JFW family.
3: Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Right. Thanks, Rich. Right. Yep. Thanks for coming, Rich. My pleasure.